0: On the 13th episode of Pixel Guide N Ten. E3 Goodness. Ten. Six good Nintendo 64 games. Ten. There's new consoles on the horizon. Ten. Plenty of Commodore love. Ten. Something called Picross. Ten. Cody explains Pinball. Four. The ultimate C64 device. Three. Konami is stepping it up. Two. A whole lot of video game talk. One.
1: Another visitor. Stay a while. Stay forever. Welcome to Pixel Guy Introducing your hosts, Eric Nelson and Corey Hoffman.
2: And we're back Cody Hoffman here. Eric Nelson here, ready Oops. to go. All right. We are on our uh,
0: second episode of June here, episode number 13. It's an unlucky number. Uh, we should unsplatter house on this episode. Ooh, there you go. We should have skipped this and gone to the 14th floor. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is our second episode here. Remember from the uh, first episode we did this month, we're switching up a little bit and breaking this into uh, chunks um, so that there's more of us to love, I Exactly. Guess. Simple enough. So... I'd also like to encourage you guys to go ahead and rate us on your podcast aggregator of choice, be it iPod or iTunes or whatever it is you you guys use nowadays. We appreciate those reviews. We also have a Patreon again.
2: Yes, we do. We have a Patreon account, which uh, we hope that you uh, can support. It's at uh, uh, patreon.com slash pixelguiden.
0: Nonetheless, let's hop right into uh, some quick questions. Quick questions. I say some, but you've got one.
2: My quick question to you is, were you, or have you ever been, into flight simulators, whether on their computer or even on console games, even if they're arcadey? Nope.
0: All right, let's do the news. Ah. Uh, No, that's not true. Uh, When (laughs) I was... I mean, I started with my Macintosh Plus, which could not do that. My buddy did have The Next Mm -hmm. Step up at that time, which I don't know if that was a... It was another Macintosh, but he had the Microsoft Flight Simulator on Macintosh. Yeah. And we played some of that and basically just crashed over and over and over again Yeah, and pretended we loved it, but we hated it. Um, So that's the only, like, real simulator. Um, I do love flight games. You and I talked about Red Baron. I played a ton of Red Baron when I was younger. Oh, I love
2: Red Baron on PC, yeah.
0: And I've been trying to – I've been thinking about finding a game, a flight simulator (laughs) –
2: there's some good ones on Ace Amiga.
0: Combat or things like that. Um, yeah, that on Amiga. Into.
2: There's a one called Wings on Amiga that's supposed okay. to be really good. I know the Amigos uh, rave about it a lot. Um, they like Will it. You stop talking about those guys? I know. Uh, I listen to their podcast all the time. It, it, I'm talking about them a lot because I just listened to them in the car for three hours today.
0: Yeah. Um, See, they'll talk about us more now that we're doing two episodes a month. They'll hear <laughs> us more recently.
2: Um, but... I actually played a ton of flight simulators back in the day on the Commodore 64, believe it or not. And, I mean, it was really? like two frames per second. Yeah, I, or, I couldn't or, do that. Or not even that. I, but
0: think, I don't know how bad the flight simulator was, but I'm sure it wasn't great. Anyway, at that time, it felt like, you know...
2: Yeah. The one I played the most was a helicopter simulator, technically. It was called Gunship, and I loved that game. And I tried to play it recently, and it was... I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's one of those games that just does just not, not age well, and flight simulators from that era don't. But speaking
0: w- of which, we're going to be doing some uh, six good Nintendo sixty four games later. Yay! <laughs> uh,
2: but speaking anyway, of games so-
0: that don't age well, uh, unpopular opinion.
2: I want, I want really to find uh, a modern combat game like Ace Combat or something or. Is that what they call is that is it called Ace Combat or Air Ace, Combat? Ace Combat Ace is Combat. one of
0: them. Yeah, they've got, they're on, like, number seven or
2: something right Something now. like that. And I remember enjoying them on PS2, so I should really try to get back into them. For some reason, I just can't. And I've
0: always just liked, um, like, World War II and previous. Like, the, the jets are so yeah. fast and computer-aided, they just never felt fun to me. Like
2: trying to get the missile lock-ons and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah um i agree with you world war one was a really yeah, yeah. great time like the red baron game was a really great time to be simulators because they were almost like like slow moving cars in the air
1: yeah 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 um,
0: and, and and you shot bullets literally yeah. at them you know and, that- and you
2: tend not to do so many like loops and stuff because planes from back then just couldn't handle that kind of stuff
0: yeah that um, like, animal hide would rip
2: yeah <laughs> exactly around so anyway, it's a genre I wish I could get back into because I loved so much as a kid, and maybe I will try, but anyway.
0: Speaking of the Red Baron, I can't remember what system it was, but apparently there's a Snoopy Red Baron game that's actually pretty good, like Snoopy oh. driving his house, but I think he actually drives a, an the actual plane, house. you know. Oh. but uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. I want to say it was it was like some obscure system like the Jaguar or something. Hmm. I so, can't remember, that'd but be cool. I'll have to look that up. I'm interested, but yeah. Uh, Let's go ahead and crack open some beers and uh, catch up on some news. It's not news to you guys, maybe, but it's definitely news to us. Yes.
1: Reporting the news!
0: So I went ahead and uh, I'm not a huge fan of the BJ's restaurant. It's okay. But it's yeah. way overhyped. It is. Um, people go there all the time. There's like lines and stuff. And it's okay. But it's a chain restaurant. Nonetheless, their whole concept of the, is their BJ's Brewery. And they used to have a brew. Actually, they actually used to brew at every site.
2: Yeah. And they don't now. They
0: don't now. But I was at a grocery outlet of all places. And they have my favorite BJ's brew, which is Jeremiah Red, in the can. And they had it for sale at Grocery Outlet. <laughs> oh, nice. So that's what this is. So I'm going to let you. I, I so- bought... Uh, Twelve of them. I've saved one, so you can have one.
2: Awesome! So I'm going to have that. What are you having over there?
0: I'm having a standard 805. And that's just the go-to. That's one of my summer beer
2: It's one of my daily drivers. Well, I shouldn't say driver. That's a bad way to put it. it. It's <laughs> one of my staple beers. Exactly. Um, that's one of my staple beers. Staple beers. Um, I I really like 805.
0: Yeah. It's 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 refreshing. It's yeah. I mean, it's kind of boring to be honest, but it's it's just good. Sure. Um, news. Let's talk news. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the news has been all over the board this time. Uh, Let me just go right from the top here. Final Fantasy XII was released on the Switch, which is not really news, except for the fact that it is a t- 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 like 14-year-old game. And what do you think they released that price-wise, Eric?
2: Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's say, I'm going to say 50 bucks. Yep, 49 Is that right? I got it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's just... <laughs> Especially since right now, I mean, I did buy, I got for I got it for Christmas, um, the latest Final Fantasy. That's for, like, the Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. Um, I got that for Christmas, and it was probably full price. But now you can find it all over the place for dirt cheap. So yeah. it's almost a disgrace that this one is...
0: But that was on Xbox, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. It is amazing that Nintendo, like, manages to keep their games from... Falling price-wise. Yeah. They just never discount anything physical at all. Right. Um, the only thing I've ever seen them really discount has been the... Uh, which I do want, but they only discount the the digital version, which I don't want. <laughs> right. Is the uh, Mario Rabbids tactical game. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which I do really want. Like, that's yeah. one I'm interested in. I really
2: in. like that game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I don't know if you heard about this one. My uh, I've used Adobe Photoshop for years now. Yes. And they went to... And actually kind of like this concept to be honest with you i don't excuse me i typically agree with like pay to use uh membership programs right i want to own the thing Mm -hmm. but photoshop was like 400 bucks right and of course businesses could pay that and you know they would get you know maybe they would get like for 350 bucks a computer they'll get a multi-computer license and save money or whatever but homeowners used photoshop (laughs)
2: And they started coming out with, like, Photoshop Express or whatever, but then you were sacrificing features to yeah. get some money knocked off of it.
0: And that's the whole thing with software. You know they're just, you know, bastardizing their own software to make right. it cheaper. Yep. It doesn't change how I mean, the R&D was in there to begin with, so mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually kind of reminds me of a pro- – I'm not going to get into the details, but there's a product that we sell, which I have a demo unit, mm-hmm. so you can turn it on and show the customer what the three different versions of the product look like. But when you're doing that, you're like – the hardware is in all of these. They literally just use software to dumb down the cheaper versions and they just charge less. Yes. And then the more expensive ones they just open up those features. But we're talking about a price difference between 5 grand and 1 grand. Yeah. They're paying for the same hardware. They're yep. just unlocking $4,000 of software.
2: I remember back in the day early PC games like there'd be public domain games and you would get the whole game, download the whole game, yeah. but it would only like the first 3 levels would work. And then if you, yeah, and then in shareware, and then if you got this code, you could unlock the rest of the levels that you already had on your hard drive. Yeah.
0: So, but uh, I kind of like that because it was like a demo built in. Sure, sure. Which I, got, but what I didn't like is half the time you would try to buy the code and it wouldn't work anyways, and you're like and now you're <laughs> arguing with them you're like I paid the money, I did the, you're like you, you already yeah. have it. No, I don't. It's not working. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, Adobe. This is where we get into slippery slope territory. Now that they're going to that, which I do like because mm-hmm. I think you can pay. Fourteen ninety nine a month to use their software.
2: Yeah, that's the way so Office you, is these days, too. Yeah. Office 365. So if you
0: need to use it for a couple months and do a project, you do it, and then if you're not using it for a year, you don't pay for it, and you can go back to it when you need to, Right. and not spend 400 500 whatever bucks. Yeah. I like that, to a point. My issue is they are now, they released some kind of statement saying, you need to get rid of your old versions of Photoshop. If you're found out to be using old versions of Photoshop, we can sue you.
2: See, that that's horrible.
0: The versions that you actually did yeah. pay for a physical or a digital full download copy.
2: Because I'll tell you right now, I you know I worked at a book publisher and we would buy the full versions of Photoshop and Illustrator mm-hmm. and a bunch all the Adobe products, and they'd come in these huge boxes with manuals and stuff, and we would use those for three, four, five years at a time. Yeah. Um, and if I bought that back then, I should be able to use it right now. Yeah. If I wanted to. If I had an old Mac like I have at home. I
0: mean, that doesn't work with anything. You can't buy a, a 2019 Corolla and five years later, they're like, yeah, we're not selling them that way anymore. So yeah. you need to like get rid of yours. Yeah. Like throw it away.
2: I mean, I'd have to no,
0: get. I bought it. I own it. I'm driving it.
2: I'd have to get a lawyer to talk about this, but I can imagine the EULA that you signed when you bought that in 19... 19- 99 or 2000 yeah didn't mention never mentioned that you know you you that this could happen so i i don't think what they're saying i don't think they'll ever legally prosecute a single case of this yeah it, it's just too far back
0: yeah what i hate about it and what i liked about that the business model i know this isn't game talk but it's software talk and yeah. games are going down this road too uh is i'll be honest when i was in college mm-hmm. i pirated Photoshop, I wasn't gonna be like, able to afford that. Right. There's no way. Yeah, and I, but I needed it mm-hmm. um for things I was doing, and so when a business model came up where you can pay fifteen dollars a month, I paid for it. Yeah, but I couldn't do four hundred. No, so I think they probably are making a lot more doing it this way.
2: Yeah, but even then, it'd be nice
0: if they could still sell the full product at the full price as well. I would yeah. like that option.
2: So, m- I guess my argument is okay. That's all fine. That's all well and good, but. If you want to still run these old versions that don't have all these new features in Photoshop, then you should be able to run the old versions as long as you it. want. It's just it's like sense. Microsoft. Microsoft doesn't tell you you got to stop using Word twenty ten. You know they they sell Office three sixty five now, but they're not threatening to sue Office. Yeah. And I have tons of clients because I do IT stuff professionally. I have tons of clients still use. Oh yeah, they still rock Office twenty ten. Prefer it, yeah. yeah. And they still use they're it. It's not a it new one, but it yeah. works great. Yep. So. I, I don't know. That's, that's super heavy-handed, and I don't like it. <laughs> so yep. the next thing is the Super Spectrum World. I have no idea what this is. Okay. So this game is um, a, I guess, and you've seen this too, it's a, it's a conglomeration of a bunch of characters from the old Spectrum catalog. So you got Jet Set okay, you Willy. Okay, no, yeah, I did see this. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it's a ton of different characters but all melded into one game.
0: You say a bunch of characters. Wasn't it? It's always it was um Jet, Jet Set, Set Willy, Willy. Yep. in different spectrum like uh mm-hmm. levels but it's still him and his the way he moves,
2: the, right? The, him and the way he moves, but the, the all the different enemies and different characters in the game are from different I guess what you would call mascots of different popular games yeah, for the yeah, spectrum. Yeah. Um, So this is a game that I think is coming out soon. Um, I'm not sure if it's either out or coming out soon. I I know that I read the description of this, and I thought it would be super interesting to play.
0: Do you remember what this was on? It's on the Spectrum. It is on the Spectrum?
2: I thought it was on the Spectrum, yeah.
0: Wow. Um, Sorry, I have to look this up. Yeah, yeah, I want to see if it was... I can't
2: remember if it was out yet or if it was coming out, but um, it sounded really pretty interesting
0: it's funny apparently some website gave it five out of five stars which is okay. w- w- wouldn't
2: that mean it would be out already <laughs> yeah
0: right um that's interesting sorry i'm checking it out right now yeah it looks like it's um it's out it is out there's a download right here and uh it's know. for the spectrum right no it's 12 megabytes hold on now i gotta check this thing out live All to right. tape to make it that much more exciting uh steve smith is the the creator okay the download should start momentarily okay um save can i can i view my downloads oh perfect It's in a jar file that's helpful
2: so maybe it's not on. The i think specie. it's a pc game it's a pc game that mm-hmm. has huh well yep. it still would be
0: fun yeah i'm gonna give it a shot. Well, while i'm downloading it right now on my laptop so i'm gonna give it a shot Okay. The, the screenshots look awesome. But
2: anyway, with the way I thought it was, like, all the mascots from... You'll see a bunch of familiar stuff of Spectrum characters yeah. if, you, if you want to play it.
0: Yeah. You play through other games, other levels from other Spectrum games. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. Okay. And we do have that link, I think, on our show notes here. Yep. Uh, this is just a fun story I heard through, through another podcast, actually. But uh, I have no interest in the game Rage 2.
2: No, I saw I saw it in the store, and I looked at the front and back and was like, okay, no, I'm yeah. not, this would be another game I'm not buying.
0: And Rage 1 was just, was, they had big hype, but it ended up just kind of being,
2: meh. I never played any of them.
0: But what's cool about the story is Rage 2 was, you know, everything's leaked nowadays. Nothing comes out when they're supposed to, right? All, All right. the news. Uh, it was leaked when someone looked on Walmart Canada, which apparently Walmart Canada is... Notorious for accidentally putting stuff out there too soon. Yeah, it's just funny. <laughs> Good for that. So they people were looking on their... You can hear me playing with bottle caps. <laughs> um, but people were playing or were looking on their website and they found like you know a pre-order thing that shouldn't have been up there or something like that, and it said said Rage Two, and there was just a picture of like a broken like it didn't have a box art. It just had like a you know their random yeah yeah diff like generic generic yeah, yeah, yeah. like product coming soon or whatever but everyone went on the internet and blew that up and rage 2 was leaked by walmart canada with that gift yeah. so rage uh, 2 came out with a limited edition box cover that was that gift really and it says rage 2 on it so you can just buy that <laughs> like buy a limited edition version of that physical that's pretty funny which is pretty cool so i love it when they
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: they own it and then uh, i think they made a few online jokes at walmart's expense about it and yeah it's pretty good So. that's funny Um, There's a new product, and I should have looked uh, this up again before. I heard about it a few weeks ago, but another Pokemon product called Pokemon Sleep. (laughs) Never heard of it. And I think it's an app or something you get on your phone, but it tracks your sleeping patterns. Now, why I would want a Pokemon product to track my sleeping patterns for me,
2: I have no (laughs) idea. Why wouldn't you want a Pokemon sleeping? Mm, I was sleeping like a Snorlax. Yeah, exactly. Is it Snorlax? (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say.
0: I'm embarrassed that I know my my daughters. I actually took them out with my wife, and we went and saw Detective Pikachu the movie. Yeah, it was actually pretty good.
2: My wife saw it, it with my daughter, and I was gonna go, but I had to work. But um, they it, said it was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. They said it was pretty fun. Yeah, they said it had a lot of fan service, like callbacks to like a lot of history of Pokemon, like was kind of crammed into it. So if you were a big Pokemon fan, yeah, um, you would see a lot of things in there that were familiar to you. I think that's neat.
0: Yeah, and I, and I know nothing about Pokemon. Mm. It's one of those things where, honestly, my gut reaction, and I know I do a lot of childish things, my gut reaction is it's like these little cutesy things with cute names, and it, yeah. like, it just seems, I i can't put it delicately, because I know a lot of people love this stuff, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Everyone, yep. It just seems young for me, but the concept of collecting them all is very much my thing. And battling them is very much my thing. So I do want to try a Pokemon game. I think we talked about that recently.
2: Yeah. So here, here's Eric's hot take.
0: Oh, Eric's. T- is there a, a? Is there
2: even a button for that? I don't um, think there is. Hmm. How about we just go? Woo Yeah!
1: Eric's hot take.
2: Eric's hot take. So, <laughs> my son, when he was younger and not, you know, so teenager, so teenage. Yeah. Um. Like a year ago. Exactly. <laughs> it was seriously probably four or five years ago. Um, he. Got into a Pokemon in the 3DS. I bought him a 3... You know, he had a 3DS, and he got into a Pokemon. Listen, I, my memory's so bad these days, I don't remember which Pokemon it was. Mm-hmm. But if you if you know about Pokemon nowadays, they always release two versions, and one has... They, each one has like different starter Pokemon. Or... Yeah, and they have different starter Pokemon. Oh, okay? okay, it's the same game? It's pretty much the same levels in the game. Huh. So he bought one, and he was playing it and getting stuck in some parts. So I was like, okay, listen, I'm going to buy it, the other one, and then I can guide you through it, and then we can swap the cartridges at the end. Um, I never, I had never played a Pokemon game. Um, so we did that. I played parallel with him, and when he gets stuck, I'd play it and beat it and play it and beat it. Eventually, both of us beat the game. I loved it
0: that's a hot take eric beat a game that is
2: hey yep uh, but i beat it and the, the thing is my that isn't my hot take my oh. hot take <laughs> is on the 3ds that pokemon game was probably my like i is probably my favorite rpg on the system
0: whoa that was eric's hot take exactly sorry i'm using my voice <laughs> so if anyone anyway, didn't connect the dots that's my voice and all that stuff and i've
2: played a few rpgs on the 3ds and that is probably my favorite And then we did swap. i do want to try i want to try one we did swap cartridges and we played it through and we beat them both just and all the differences is different starters pokemon but the levels are the same et cetera. Et cetera. but um it, they're great they're great they're a lot of fun rpg games
0: Here's Cody's uh, not so hot take because no one's gonna really care for this, but okay. it's the truth for me. Yeah, I am not a huge fan of the 3DS. I
2: think it's a crappy system. Cody's a day. So I I I, I will agree with you. I I I have probably ten games.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know what's like breaking the keyboard exactly. with the air horn right now. Um,
2: I I have maybe ten total games for my 3DS. Yeah. Maybe three, I really I like. I just don't like playing on it. I don't know to, no. why. I don't. First of all, the 3D was a gimmick. I always turn it off. I I, I, I kind of like the 3D, to be honest. I, act, like- I actually move the slider down on every game because I get tired of it real quick. Yeah. Um, in fact, so much that I thought about selling my 3DS and just getting a 2DS because I just play the games in 2D anyway. Yeah. Um, and Pokemon is one game that stands out on it, but otherwise, I can't really. Uh, I just don't really like a ton of the games on there. One game I always wanted to get in was Etrian Odyssey. I always wanted to get into it, but I never bought it.
0: I, see, a lot of games, like, for me, it's the physical hardware that turns me off. I don't okay. know why. Yep. My hands are all cramped on there, and uh, it just feels I, awkward. Like, it's hard to play. I always have to have my elbows, like, in my waist Do you have the XL it. version? I do.
2: Okay, I don't. And, you know, obviously, I'm a pretty big guy, 6'2". I don't. It is cramped. I don't like it. The yeah. screens are too small. I always thought the XL would be better for me.
0: My daughters have a... Oh, I got it for them, a DS, and I actually like that better. I might just get yeah,
2: that. Or even that new flat
0: one, even though it's ugly as all hell, but... The 2DS? Yeah, the one that's not a clamshell. Right. Just a big that, block. That's a thing. 2DS, yeah. Yeah, I might, maybe I'll just do that. Those are, like, with a game, 80 bucks right now. They're maybe. super
2: cheap, yeah. Yeah, so... But yeah, anyway, do like that. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think it was a great system, but um, that's going to... I mean a lot of people would disagree with us on that
0: So E3 is happening Like as we sit here and speak Yes That'll timestamp where we're at right now But um, I've been trying to find some updates That are retro inspired And there's some out there uh, There's only a couple things I wanted to touch on at this point. point First one Everyone uh, For some reason this is a big deal Which Sorry? I don't know why is a big deal Yeah But Keanu Reeves was at E3
2: <laughs> Yeah <gasps> uh, Or should I say <gasps> whoa. <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> <laughs> there was a time I could do a really good whoa uh, Whoa. no I, I can't do Cameron it will always
0: be Bill and Ted to me yeah. his own, the only place where his character actually makes sense <laughs> oh my gosh that guy so here's what I hate about this though uh,
2: yeah. I, I, I gotta disagree with you on one thing I love John Wick I've, seen all, of them. Seen, one, so I've seen all three of them now I went and saw the third one in the theater I've, I saw the other two at home it's mindless violent movie but I love it
0: I have to give those a shot. I heard good things about those, so I'll try. I'll try those out. Okay. Um, but no, here's what bothers me about this is I already saw uh, this happened like either yesterday or this morning or whatever. But I've already seen videos, and apparently this is becoming a vi- you know viral thing, right? I saw. I you know saw. What I'm talking, talking about. Yeah. And it wasn't even that big of a thing. It's like yeah. he was doing an announcement for a game called Cyberpunk. Yep. And like some like uh, some YouTuber and the fan like. Something in the crowd just yelled out something like yep. I love you or
2: something. No, he So Keanu Reeves was talking about the game mm-hmm. Cyberpunk 2077, and he said that it was breathtaking. And somebody in the audience was like, You're breathtaking! And like the crowd went bananas. And now they're gonna give him a free version of the game for yep. yelling out something in the middle of a
0: and that's what I'm worried about. Like, yeah. I get it if it was funny on one time thing, but now be, you're well, it wasn't the funny. rest. The rest, of, well, no, it wasn't, but. The rest of E3 or future E3s, people are just going to start yelling stuff out, trying to get, like, try to go viral. Now E3 is going to become a bigger joke than it already has kind of become. Yeah. That's what I'm worried about.
2: Yeah, I I don't, I I don't, first of all, my my displeasure with it isn't necessarily what he said at all. It's that. It just wasn't funny and and it's encouraging people to just start yeah. interrupting That's yeah, that's my that's my yeah, point. I- yeah. Interrupting it. I I
0: My my issue isn't that he said it or the fact that it went viral, even though I think that's stupid, but whatever. I guess that's exciting. It's the fact that the company's like, Hey, thanks. Here's a free game. Like that's not gonna ruin future correspondence. Yeah, now
2: everybody's gonna be yelling out stuff hoping they're gonna get a free pre order of a game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Human nature. What I am excited about is what we kind of touched on last month when I mentioned uh, the Amico was going to be shown at E3, but we were a little, and we still are, but a little uh, reserved about it because they were going to show it only behind closed doors to yes. select press, and they're doing it. Right. I can see that going both ways. A, it could be how real is this thing for reals? Yeah. But I'm getting, I'm getting good feelies from it. Um, the other thing is they keep saying we don't want to. Show a whole bunch of stuff because we don't want to be one of those companies that is going to show everything they're doing before they do it. And they said, We're a month and four uh, or a year and four months away from releasing this thing. Right. It's not ready for everyone to see it yet. Yeah. We want to show it to select people, get feedback, get some hype going, but we don't. So I think they're doing it the right way. Um, But what they did a show, which was cool, was some of the designs for. I think they have four different styles of the Amico. I mean, it's the same machine. And again, the Amico is the Intellivision, the new Intellivision uh, console that Tommy Tallarico and a bunch of other industry veterans are putting together. Yeah. Um, Tommy Tallarico is now the majority owner of uh, Intellivision. Um, Just a quick rundown. They're making a new game system that's going to be unique. It's got... Controllers with displays in the controller, and that's cool. Like It looks like a rotary wheel on it. Yeah. Not sure how it all works. Um, they already said all games are going to be 7.99 or less. And they did announce that they have 22 games in production for it right now. Yeah. So when they launch, they are hoping to have at least 22 games available for it. Right. Um, everything from new games to uh, new versions of classic games. Not just in television games, but classic games. Yeah. But did you see those... Gorgeous color schemes.
2: I did. (laughs) I actually really liked the wood grain one the best. I mean, I know that's probably gonna be the most popular one, but the the blue, the red
0: They had a red with like carbon fiber. Yeah. I mean they're all gorgeous. Yeah. And they all have a light on them that changes colors that's kinda integrated into the gameplay somehow. Yes. But they have a red one with carbon fiber, it's probably my least favorite. They have this really cool, like pearlescent purpley one that kinda changes colors in the light. Um can't remember the other one right now, but the it sounds corny because it does not look old, but they have the wood grain one with that with like gold highlights. Yeah. But the way they did it, it looks like Mercedes Benz wood grain with gold, not like old Atari wood grain with gold. Yeah. It's it looks amazing. Right. Then again, it is just a computer render. My issue with it It is a
2: computer render, I saw that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean of course it is, but my issue with it is that's the one they're making a limited run.
2: Is the wood grain one? Yeah.
0: No. So I wrote back and kind I of said, that's awesome, but why is it limited? Like, that's the one I want. Like, yeah. if you make that limited and make the other one standard and I don't somehow get the limited one, I don't necessarily want the other ones. I want the limited one. Yeah. Just make it not limited.
2: Uh, I agree. I mean, you should just do what the people want. And I, everything I've read online, because I looked at the thread. Everyone loves that wood grain one. So why not make that like your flagship one, but right? I get it
0: to a point they they don't want to just cater to retro gamers or people who have nostalgia for old things. Yeah. So younger people might see that and be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll get the purple one or I'll get the red and the graphite and Yeah. whatever. So they want it to appeal to everybody. So yeah, I but it. I
2: mean, who's really realistically going to buy this? I mean, it's is it going to be young kids? Yeah. My son's not. We'll my see. son's not knocking down my door to buy him an Amico. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. Give it a year and four yeah, months. I
2: hope so. At that point, I genuinely hope so. Yeah, I, I hope oh, yeah. I'm wrong. Um,
0: boom, bump boom, ba, boom. Ooh, I already looked at this page. Next, this one's yours actually. I, well, we both. I think we both threw this on here. What was it? The at games. Um.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, there was something on before that play date with Crank.
0: No, oh, we skipped the play date.
2: Which, there's probably not much to talk about here, because I think we both kind of ridiculed this to death.
0: Okay. Well, it's getting a lot of... It's a lot of good feedback? It's getting a lot of feedback.
2: I'm going to reserve my judgment on it. I mean, it's a little tiny game console that... Which we
0: already have a million of, which is kind of probably why we're kind of burnt out on them.
2: It is black and white, so I don't know if that turns it off or on for anybody, but... But the weird thing about it is, it at least the one I saw was kind of orange, like a darker orange, but it had a hand crank on the side. And
0: that's the big thing. Everyone's like, oh, the crank!
2: Which everybody's, I, like, like losing their mind over, but what game other than something like a fishing game is that really going to be I can
0: see it? a game yeah, where you, like, go left and right and then crank yourself up and down. And yeah. I like you can get creative with it. That's why I think the Miko is going to be cool. It's going to have unique controls that are going to change how games are made. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why people are excited about this crank idea. But the thing is, everyone's all excited about this. I haven't seen an actual screenshot of it. No. Well, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what the, I mean, are we talking about like a black and white version of Atari? Are we moving like four blocks around the box? I mean, are we talking about black yeah. and white 16-bit gameplay? Are we talking about, what it, are we doing? It,
2: it's intriguing to me because I've I've purchased like the Ardu Boy, which was that little tiny gaming yeah, yeah. thing. And I really liked it. The kids loved playing Flappy Bird on it. We take it on trips and stuff. Um. So I'm not against these kind of fringe, little fringe. You know, I love concept. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I just I want to wait and see. One thing that bothered me about this, my memory's a little fuzzy on this. There was like a subscription model for the games. Did you Did you see that? So you pay like an X number, and then like you pay this particular amount of money. I don't remember what it is. And then they release like two games or whatever, and you – it's something like that. I don't remember okay. exactly what it is, but it was a different kind of game-buying model. Hmm. And that kind of worries me a little bit because it doesn't seem like it's going to be very open to other developers making things for it. Yeah. Which I hope it is, but I don't I, – that's not from what I read. It didn't sound yeah, like I mean, a great model.
0: That's the thing right now. There's a lot of cool hardware out there, but hardware is only going to be as, as good as the games. Yep. That's why, again, I'm going to keep going back to the Miko. I could see they're putting an emphasis on the games. Yeah. And how the hardware interacts with the games. But it's about the games. It's not necessarily about the hardware. Right. They, that's why they haven't released specs. They just released how it's going to interface with, with the software. Yeah. Which is what's important. I don't care how weak the specs are. Yeah. If they're using uh, processors out of old uh, 2006 BlackBerry phones, I don't yeah. care. As long as the result it's a fun game. Yep. So...
2: All right, so let's move on to this at games arcade machine, right?
0: Yes. So they I, are, I they are pr- testing the waters with a full-size arcade cabinet.
2: And here's a picture of it.
0: Yep. I have seen it. So, obviously, we have the arcade one-ups, which are in Walmarts and Targets and stuff. And we thought they'd be discounted
2: more than they have been. Yeah, and here in California, I haven't seen much discount at all. I, the only
0: one I've seen discounted is the, I want to say Asteroids one. Okay. The one with the, the spinner that's not really a spinner. Yeah. Um, which is not the one I want. <laughs> yeah, your... I would love the trackball one, Crystal Castles, or one that has a couple of arcade sticks so I can. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna modify this thing. I don't have an interest in owning it as is. Yes. Um, but they only have a few games in it. They're known to be a little cheap on the controls, but having a cabinet with a decent screen, everything already wired up, and everything, you can. It'd be so cool to just mod that out.
2: Yeah and, and um, almost in kind of a candy cab format where you can sit down at the thing if you wanted to. Yep. Um, you could get the riser if you wanted to boost it up. But And they're
0: 300 bucks each. 300 bucks each.
2: I, I saw but like like I was at um some store in Arizona and I saw one for 99.99 uh, but I don't remember which one it was. And you're
0: like, "How do I get this home?" cuz yeah. I'll buy it for 100 bucks. I, was on I vacation. seen asteroids the asteroid one specifically for 149. Okay. But everything else has been 300 or I think at, at lowest 250, yeah. which I'm not going to yeah. I don't need that. I mean, it's not a product I'm 100% on board with for me. Right. Certain people, yes. And it's a good bang for the buck for the right people. Correct. But for me, I have an arcade uh, bar, bar top. top. Yep. And unless I can take this thing and modify it to do what I want to do, it is more of a... Mod- it's kind of like the PlayStation Classic. Like, I am I wouldn't buy that as is. I bought it because I can you modify can mod- it to it do what I wazoo. want to do.
2: Yeah. Two things I've seen... so. Let's go back. At Games, who is criminally known for coming out with crappy Genesis clones and a couple crappy other
0: crappy hardware, and then they put crappy emulation underneath it.
2: Correct. So they already have bad reputation. They come out with this. That being
0: said, I'm sure they're probably making more money than almost all the other companies.
2: Yeah, because they're just forcing. They have a pretty big distribution channel. It's you could you could walk into any store almost and see their products in yep. there. So you can go to Fry's, Best Buy, wherever. You're going to see. who's
0: to tell them they're doing it wrong when they're making money hand over fist?
2: Correct. And I'm sure they're... I I don't have one, but I'm sure they're fairly serviceable systems. Like, the game's on there. It may not run the best, but if you're, like, nostalgia-wise, you're probably going, okay, this is probably a little like what I'm used to playing.
0: I have a couple of... I mean, they don't advertise, this is an at-game system, but... I mean, I've got them up there. Um, yeah, they're just they're marginal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, if if someone's going to buy the product to give to somebody, and they go, "Oh, I remember these. Play it once and throw it in, you know, the bookshelf and leave it there." Yep. Then yeah, it does that. So
2: I am hoping. And hey, there's
0: there's my ColecoVision Vision at yeah. games. That's my Atari Flashback, which those are at games products.
2: Yeah. Anyways, so here's where positivity Eric is going to try to get a decent spin on this. I'm hoping that they learn their lesson and they try to come out with a pretty decent product. But two things I see wrong in that picture right there.
0: Let me see if I can figure them out. Okay. <clears throat> so,
2: so I'm looking at, so we should describe what this is. <clears throat> this I'm is looking good- at
0: the, yeah, the cabinet here and it's got side art with all kinds of different characters on it. One being uh Fixit Felix jr. By the way.
2: Okay. Oh, I didn't see that. That's pretty neat. I'm cool with that. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it says 350 games.
2: Yeah, and I've heard up upwards of 450.
0: Okay. Okay. So now it sounds like an import. Uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, can't think of what it's called. The um, company the Alibaba type product. Yeah.
2: Um, and this is supposed supposedly a full size arcade cabinet.
0: Supposedly. Okay. I think you might have hinted me something there. Uh, it's got. I mean, the artwork's okay. Yeah, it says Legends Ultimate, which is a very generic. Yeah, again, Alibaba. And Bob I, and of I name. doubt
2: that's the last version. That's that's probably. Uh,
0: Look at it. it. Actually, does say Fix It Felix, like in the bottom corner, right there.
2: I don't have a copy. I
0: Fix It Felix. Cool. Which is a ROM that somebody made. Yeah. So I don't know how how they're able to actually. I mean, I guess it's it's. I mean, yeah. it's a movie license, right? You're they, right. They probably didn't uh, uh, approve uh, approve of that. I don't know. Tetris, Star Wars, Missile Command, and Millipede, Joe and Mac asteroids i never knew how to say astyaniacs which is i believe an nes game yeah um burning rubber burger time this connection game i can't remember the first name on top of that i can't quite read it city connection that's kind of a cool game actually yeah centipede tron tetris
2: so what so the cool thing i'll say is that look at the controls on there it's everything. I, Sticks, spinners. buttons, spinners, trackball oh, in the yeah. middle.
0: I, didn't, I couldn't so see that. It yeah. even has
2: spinners, which I, I would love to have a, a, um, you know, an arcade cabinet with a spinner on it because there's a lot of cool games from the 80s and 90s that have spinners on it. So I think that's a cool thing if they, if they continue on that. Um, I think that's great.
0: Um, I'm trying to figure out what your issues are, two issues.
2: Okay, so one issue... Well, actually... I really just have one issue, um, the aspect ratio of the screen. It's that's like sixteen wide. by nine. Yeah, it's sixteen by nine.
0: You're right. I didn't realize that because the border they put around it on yeah. the bezel is more or less four by three. But now that I look at it, the screen is
2: it's six, It's, it's widescreen. It's
0: centered high, and yeah, there's space below it. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> so most of those games, because they let's face it, the most of those are old school games, and
0: a lot of them are going to be vertical. Not yeah. only sixteen by nine. So but not vertical. only that,
2: not only that, vertical. So they're going to be completely cramped on that space. But even if a game isn't, it's still going to look weird with the big bars on the side. Which, listen, mo- bars don't bother me like in, in emulation. But if you're going to have an arcade recreation, yeah, you can't have just a big ass. Oh,
0: that's at games.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I, what,
0: what was the other one you were going to mention? I want to see you with the. Uh...
2: I don't remember. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember. It, that was the main one was that I noticed that it's 16 by 9, and I'm like, that's not going to fly.
0: Yeah. It's just not. Well, like you said, maybe they'll change it or...
2: Yeah. I mean, the one positive thing I noticed was the, the, the lots of controls, which I like.
0: I like the fact there's lots of controls. I like the fact that since I know it's kind of backhanded... Since At Games is making it, it will drop in price drastically. And <laughs> I'll right. be able to pick that up for dirt cheap and yeah. with all the holes cut up for all those parts so that I can put a decent spinner in there. Yeah. And a decent trackball in there. And yeah. have it all mapped out and beautiful looking.
2: Yeah. Well listen, I'm no I'm not an arcade expert. And if I can notice these flaws, this thing's gonna get torn up by oh yeah it's by be... purists left and right. I don't even know if that thing's gonna see the light of day but with as again, much criticism as it'll get to their
0: to their to their motto up here.
2: Yeah,
0: you got Arcade One Up out there putting out games with like five games out there, and their product isn't pristine either, but it's decent. Yeah, and they're gonna put this thing out there, say four hundred fifty games, destroy the market for Arcade One Up. Right. Yeah, you're and right. And basically rake in cash for three months until everything just sits on the shelves and then we get it picked up for dirt cheap after they've just destroyed the whole mini arcade market.
2: Yeah, I mean, the le- it'll be nice to get, like, for 99 bucks to get a nice cabinet.
0: That, yeah. That we can That's, do what we want with Which is it. all I'm doing, all I'm particularly trying to do with the arcade one-up cabinets. Yeah. Um. To be fair. Yeah. Uh, speaking of at games, let me go ahead and jump down the list here because I want to get to this. The new Genesis Mini... Yeah, finally is not being produced by AtGames, which is we've not. talked about. And they've released like 12 game sections, but they finally have the entire game list released.
2: Oh, the whole, all of them? Yep. Oh, cool.
0: So I've got them all here, Yeah, and I will go over it. Now, this is the U.S. release. Yes. Now, do you remember how many games the Genesis Mini was going to have? I don't. 40. It was going to have 40? They said 40. That's a good number. Oh, they released more than that. Oh, nice. So they're just going to one-up it. Um, Why not?
2: I, I applaud that. So,
0: AtGames is no longer making the hardware, so it's not going to be garbage.
2: Applause! Oh, yeah. yep, yeah, <laughs> yep.
0: Good job, good job. I like what you've done there. Um, we also have M2, which is an amazing software company. Pub- that, publisher, yeah. Yep, so, yes, I, like what, you've done there. I like what you've done there. We also have a price point that's higher than what AtGames would have done, but is seventy nine ninety nine with 42 games at this point. And two controllers, which is right on par with... Two controllers, s- right? Yep. That's- right on par with... Yeah, yeah. That's a Nintendo sound, but... Yeah, no. that's okay. Um, so the Japanese version, there's actually going to be a Japanese version with a few different games, and then an Asian, like a general Asian version, I guess, that has even different games than Japanese game. This okay. is the American list, and um again, I'm sure we'll be able to hack it and add stuff later, but... Yes. Um, the Japanese version, however, is going to have the six-button controller, which we do not get. Ah. We get the three-button. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just run down the list pretty quick here and just give me some feedback. So we'll start with the ones that we already kind of knew, and these are givens, right? Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Yay! Yay. Um, I mean, you knew it was coming.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a mascot, so it's got to be on there.
0: Echo the Dolphin, which is another one that genesis usually is associated with it's actually not a great game feels really cool
2: yeah
0: um now here's where we already start getting a little more interesting castlevania the new generation is on here that'll be fun to try i'm not entirely sure the new generation is that bloodlines i don't know the new generation okay uh anyways castlevania awesome i am yep that's my coin uh space harrier 2 okay
2: Super scalar game.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to throw
2: some super scalar stuff on there if it's yeah. Sega. Uh,
0: Shining Force. The... That's fun. It's yeah. a fun one. It's
2: a good RPG. RPG.
0: I've never actually played one, but heard good things.
2: I've started it, but I've never finished it.
0: Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. So good puzzle game. Puyo Puyo. Ooh, Puyo Puyo. Oh. Well, that's what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl, which we've talked about. Eh, yeah. People have love for it. Comic Zone. Cool game. Hard game, but cool. It's really cool. It's a unique. They've never done anything before or since like that. Um, Comic Zone, uh, followed by Altered Beast. Bleh, but yeah. given. Gunstar Heroes, which we are excited about. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, listen to these next two. Okay. Castle of Illusion,
2: <laughs>
0: which nice. we just reviewed. Or, we just
2: reviewed it. It's a great game.
0: And then uh, World of Illusion.
2: And then you said that's a great game. I haven't played it yet.
0: Yeah. So this is interesting. I'd never realized it. The full name is Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse.
2: Yeah. that's That's a fair.
0: World of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. I don't remember, I mean, I guess you could choose. I can't remember that, but I guess you got to be either one. Okay. Uh, Thunder Force 3, awesome shmup. That's a
2: great shmup. Uh,
0: Super Fantasy Zone, which I haven't played that one, but I love Fantasy Zone. Yeah. Another shmup, but kind of a Defender-style shmup. Although I like it a lot more than Defender. Uh, Not a popular take. Super Fantasy Zone is followed by Shinobi 3.
2: Oh, Shinobi is fun. Yeah.
0: I a lot of people love that game. They consider up there with, like, Ninja Gaiden type... No, 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 no not no, to me. I
2: wouldn't say... I wouldn't go that far. It's more chunky. Yeah. Um, chunky, but funky.
0: <laughs> is that good? I don't know. Hey-oh! Uh, Streets of Rage 2.
2: That's my favorite game on the Genesis of I all I know, what it is.
0: That, but that one you kind of knew was going to be on the Earthworm Jim, which is a great game. Can't wait for Earthworm Jim 3 on the Amico. On the Amico. Which is coming out, eventually. Uh, Sonic maybe. the Hedgehog 2.
2: Maybe. maybe. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sonic Contra. Hitch- okay. Contra, Contra. yeah. Uh, but that's land- not the first Contra. Contra Hardcore? For the Genesis?
0: I mean, it's got to be Contra Hardcore. That's the one that's on the Genesis. That's right. Okay. You know what? This list, maybe this isn't, uh, because it actually says Probotector, aka Contra, which is, uh, Probotector is the English name, because yeah. they couldn't have people killing people, so they had robots killing robots, and called it <laughs> Probotector. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Landstalker, which is a actually an isometric, like, RPG. I've never heard of it. Uh, highly re- regarded. Okay. This is a very interesting one, and I'm excited about this. Mega Man, The Wily Wars.
2: Never played the it. The
0: only, uh, Mega Man ever released on, a, I believe, a Sega console. Interesting. The Wily Wars. And I think there's one on Game Gear, too. Um, and it's kind of like a, uh, greatest hits of Mega Man, I think 1, 2, and 3, but kind of packaged into a 16-bit Mega Man game. Okay uh Street Fighter 2 Champion oh special championship edition uh which will be hard to play with three buttons Ghouls and Ghosts Alex Kid and Enchanted Castle Yeah now this is, I know this is British now cuz they have Story of Thor but that's actually called mm, what's it called? I don't know. Beyond Oasis
2: Oh, Beyond Oasis. Which the, I that's it. the US version Beyond Oasis, yes. right? Yes, yes.
0: So I have played all the way through that, and that's a cool is action a cool RPG. I've never
2: played it, but I remember the name. It's yeah. a
0: chunky but funky action RPG. <laughs> awesome. So it's kind of like your, okay. the
2: It's action RPG, huh?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, Sega's Legend of Zelda. Ah, but it's I, I not like quite it. as refined to be honest, but it's Yeah. prettier? Okay. I, yeah, it's going that's a loaded response, but uh, Golden Axe, knew that was going to be on there. Fantasy Star Four: The End of the Millennium. Yep, this is cool. one Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball, which is a pinball. Yeah, yeah, Sonic played game. that. Yep. Vector Man, played that too. Yeah, this game is, uh, was really big in the days for <coughs> the way it looked, but it's actually not great. Hasn't
2: dated well.
0: It's not great, um, but it's fun. Wonder Boy in Monster World. That's a cool adder. Yep. This is an interesting one. I wouldn't have expected Tetris. Wow. On the Genesis.
2: Yeah. The ten that, would that be the ten gen? how do we dis? Desc- how where would you fall on the description on the definite or uh, uh pronunciation, pronunciation of that? Ten gen?
0: I think I was gonna, I think I'm gonna say tengen since it's a ten-gen. it's an Atari product. It's okay. So it's Americanized, right? Tengen, yeah. If it was Japanese it's the I ten-gen, say tengen version? No. I, I don't know what version is on Genesis to be honest with you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We'll uh, Darius. Yeah, Darius it's great. Shooter. Virtua Fighter two. But is it Darius Gaiden? It's just Darius. Just Darius. Yeah, Gaiden was on the 32-bit systems. Okay. Um, Saturn and PlayStation. Uh, Road Rash 2. Yep. A lot of people are excited about that. I never clicked with that yet, but no. I haven't given a fair shake. Strider, which is great on yep. the Genesis. Strider's good. Virtual Fighter 2. It's good. Uh, this is a cool game. I don't know if you've heard of it. Alicia Dragoon? No. It's a fun. It's almost like a Turkin kind of platformy action adventure. Okay. Uh, but... Um, you're a, you know, barbarian chick the red dragons. I like that. Um, Kid Chameleon. This is a game I grew up with.
2: I've played that, yeah.
0: And you are yeah, it's, actually it's, a, it's an Americanized game kind of, but it's kind of chibi. Yeah. yeah okay, right. And you get to change outfits and stuff kind of like Mario 3? Yeah. Eternal Champions, which is a terrible fighting game. Uh, Columns, which is Good. Sega's response to t- Tetris.
2: There was a huge gathering of people that thought columns was better than tetris
0: yeah i i've never given it a fair chance i should probably do that i mean it looks boring but so does tetris if you didn't know what if you it was. looked at it yeah now this is a cool one i'm excited about dynamite heady which is a treasure game
2: okay i haven't played that
0: it's a really wacky uh platformer treasure makes crazy they cool do games
2: they make great shmups
0: uh light crusader is the last one on here which i don't know a whole lot about me either awesome list of games I'm in. What, what is that list missing anything as far as you're concerned?
2: No, not not for me. On I mean, the top that, of your head. That hits all the gold. I mean, I listen, I like Golden Axe. It's one of those pick-up-and-play games. Streets of Rage 2. Um, it's got some good shmups on there. Well, yeah, it, it is missing Musha. Is that going to be on Plus there?
0: Japanese. That's Japanese. Eh. I don't think that was released in America, was it?
2: I don't think so, but it is. that is a really awesome shmup that's on the Genesis. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's got a good mix
0: I, I think it's great because they could have put a bunch of crap on there
2: those are all really great
0: for the most I mean they're either really great or well known they deserve to be on there even though there's certain games like I'll never I'll never load up Altered Beast I hate that game it's terrible
2: yeah I don't I'm not a fan of Altered Beast <laughs> <Blech. clears throat>
0: moving on so Eric you might have thought that the Uyu was long gone but
2: <laughs> so, behind my TV, hidden away behind in the in my TV cubby, is my Ouya. Oh, ah, you're gonna cap on the Ouya like that?
0: I have never. Actually, I almost bought one when they were like going out on yeah. super clearance. I tried to find one; they were gone already.
2: I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I I actually had a lot of fun with my Ouya, and that was back when my kids were at the age or my son was at the age that he would play like some of the, some games with me and we had a blast with Uya, and yeah. there were some really good ones. Towerfall, the one that's on the switch now. Yeah, but, it started. Uh, um, it started on OUYA and, and I downloaded and played that, but there were, a, there was a couple of roguelikes that were on there that I really liked. um, I thought it had a really great concept. All the games should have a demo. You try it. If you like it, you buy the game in the oh, shop. I didn't realize that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And so that was the original concept behind the Well, I mean, it was an
0: ad- Android device that mm-hmm. the store eventually just got sold off to China, which is really weird. Yeah. And that kind of, I mean...
2: Well, the store went to the um, hardware was Razer, right? To, to the company Razer. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I actually bought four controllers... And I, we, we played Tower Fall with some, my neighbors and me. We had a blast with Uya. It wasn't perfect. The controllers had... A, I, I never had a lot of problems with the controllers, but some people really hated them, and I thought they were fine. They worked pretty well. They were pretty accurate. Um, I, I have pretty good memories of Uya, especially emulation. They actually had...
0: Oh, yeah, I heard it was great for that.
2: So they they had like NES and Genesis and stuff. Anything 16-bit or lower, they had really great emulation for it. So one way or another, it was a great emulation, little, little emulation box. Um, mine is just sitting back behind my TV collecting dust right now. Mm-hmm. But I did read this that the official end date is later this month.
0: End date for what?
2: For like the store stops working, the store's been up and oh, running. I didn't know the
0: store is still running.
2: Okay. Yeah, everything is still running. You can still buy stuff. Blah blah blah. The big question is like some of these some of these games phone home like to look at their license to make sure to keep oh, running.
1: Okay. DRA. It's
2: possible that when the store closes, a lot of these will stop working. Yeah. I mean, the emulators and stuff probably won't. They'll probably keep running, but some of the more popular titles that came out on it will probably stop working. Mm-hmm. So, I do want to boot mine up, though, and update it and just kind of see if they're going to, if they were cool, they would push a last update that kind of disabled all that stuff so you could play your games. Yeah,
0: it's like, okay, when you search for the store, it just gives you a thumbs up. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Use what you got.
2: Yep. And so, I'm hoping that something like that happens. Nobody knows right now, but it's the end of an era for the Ouya, and I stopped playing mine years ago, but I do have mine, and I want to boot it up and just try it out. Cool. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go ahead and list a whole bunch of new software. The amount of software coming out now is just mind-boggling. Um, man, so I mean, I, there's, I wish I could mention everything I've seen this month, but we, we, the show would go for 10 hours. There's yeah. so much stuff coming out. Uh, so just a few items of note here. Um, a, a, a game called Fluffy. Again, say it, <laughs> Fluffy Cleaning Company. Yeah. It is a Windows game, which normally I wouldn't talk about. Those aren't too interesting to me, except it is a procedurally generated Jet Set Willy clone. Now...
2: That would be crazy.
0: That sounds terrifying. Because Jet Set
2: Willy was so pixel perfect, like, get out of this screen.
0: So is this going to make, like, the game super easy, or is it going to make it impossible? Because the chances that this is going to make perfectly, like, balanced levels repeatedly, I highly doubt that. Yeah. Anyways. I'm going to call this whole segment C64 Corner, where I just burn through some new 64. C64 games that are coming out, and
2: I'll stop you if I've heard them and want to talk about it.
0: Uh, Robots Rumble is a great puzzle game for the Commodore 64 that has been released. Now I'm gonna read. I'm reading these headlines straight off of Indie Retro News, so I'll sure. admit that up front. Yeah. So I'm literally just reading websites too. But um, have you seen that one? I have not. It looks kind of ZX Spectrumy and, and black background. Um, I'll, I'll give it a shot. This one I am very excited about. We talked about it, but uh, the Realms of Quest. Five for the Vic Twenty.
2: That's for the Vic Twenty and uh, physical yeah, release. I, I think it, it's been released.
0: Uh, well, it's, will be. it's being released. It's like we're in the midst of it right now. As soon
2: as it's boxed and ready to go, I'll probably get it. Yeah,
0: it's physical. In fact, I think I've seen stacks of the boxes already, like pictures them yeah.
2: And this one's gonna have feelies like the Ultima games. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking
0: about getting this. It's, I think it's fifty bucks. Yeah, um, it's fifty
2: bucks. Isn't it? What? That's a lot of money.
0: Thought, yeah, I'll oh, probably yeah, still for get a it. for a boxed copy. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably get it. What was that? Your sound effect? What? For not
2: having a board? I don't have a cool note. How about? What? <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> um, no, but I'll, but I'll get it because frankly, this guy's been churning out these realms of quest games for the Vic Twenty forever, and we have our penultimate cartridges, so we have the memory upgrades needed to play this. So let's just play it. Let's yeah, let's just do it.
0: And it comes with the box, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, so that the company is called Double Sided Games, which is cool because like a double sided floppy. And they're coming out with a C64 game now, uh, also a dungeon crawler, called Winterdane, hmm. which they've announced.
2: That's pretty neat. So if
0: you like dungeon crawlers, you've got a lot coming. I've seen a few other ones uh, listed as well, so um, lots of dungeon crawlers in your future. Yeah. Um, I also actually just looked online here, I'll, I'll break the fourth wall again, and I saw that um, the game we were just talking about, gosh darn it, where was it? Uh, robot excuse me robots rumble um right it's also being released on the vic 20 really and the Plus Four. Oh wow of all things which is another commodore system but i know very little about the plus four but the vic 20 it's going to come out on that too so neat i'll probably try to anytime anytime something comes out on the vic 20 and the c64 i'm going to try the vic 20 version that's the one i want to try to lean with yeah just because you don't see as much on that so no
2: it's a nifty little system too
0: um, this is cool. Uh, our friends at RGCD. Yes. What does that stand for again?
2: Retro gaming computer devices. I don't, I actually, I, I don't know how, what it stands for. I just for. know
0: they're like all about releasing, uh, yeah. Commodore games, either C64. And yeah, Amiga. no, the
2: guys are super friendly. I bought a ton from them, uh, so much that they know me by name. So I mean. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm here with Mr. Big Shot again. <laughs> Man, this guy. No, um. They are releasing four brand new games on cartridge. Oh, nice. Uh, they just—they uh, already re- had announced Retaliate DX and Grid Picks. Okay. Um, they're now going to re- releasing Kobo 64, which Kobo- I know
2: you like. I love Kobo 64. It's a Bosconian clone. Beautiful game. Yeah, you game. mentioned
0: it on the last episode, so yep. they're coming out with that on cartridge. Yep. Uh, and then Argus, which is a psychtronic game, um, which will feature cart saving, hmm. which is cool.
2: I need to jump back into the C sixty four. I've kind of left it behind to work on MSX and No, I
0: didn't I've been doing the same thing. I've got but a huge backlog and that's
2: what's wrong with the C sixty four scene is it's it, there's too much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there isn't if you are purely a C sixty four user, but Correct. we but, we delve into everything.
2: But that's like my, my my home neighborhood. I need to jump back in there. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump back in big time.
0: I'm there too. It's the summer uh, of C sixty four. Nano Pixie is a game that came out for the C sixty four as well. We're still on C64 Corner here, Eric. Yeah. Uh, they call it a nanogram puzzle game, which I'm pretty sure is just a fancy way of saying Picross, which... Have what? you played Picross games? No. What oh, I mean? love Picross. What is that? Really? Okay. Um, yeah, I have to show it to you. It's basically, you you fill in those little grids. It's almost like drawing pixel art, but okay. it's a puzzle. Okay. think Sudoku, but yeah. it's pixel drawings. Okay. In fact, I've got... Uh, back, all the way back to the Super Nintendo, I have a game called... Uh, except... Sorry, Super Famicom. I have a game called Mario Picross. Hold on, let me grab it for you here while you talk entertainingly to the listeners.
2: I am completely ignorant about whatever this is called. Picross, Picross, whatever. Right. Picross, Picross? Picross? Oh. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what you're talking well, about. Well,
0: per usual, i got my Famicom games here. Per usual, it's just a bunch of let kanji me and you can barely read what it is. Let me That's read that it.
2: Japanese.
0: Picross, Mario Picross. I'll translate this Picross. for
2: you. <laughs> this is a cool game. Oh,
0: well, that's what it says. I never knew that. Interesting.
2: Hey, Mario's on there.
0: <laughs> hence, he Mar- hence Mario Picross. Oh. Huh. Anyways, um, love this series. They actually have, I think it's, the first one was on Game Boy. And then I played all the way through that one. I played all the way through this one. On the eShop right now, I think there's five Picross games you can download. I mean, they, they just keep coming out with them. It's nothing. Well,
2: I've got the BitBoy. I should just load it up. Yeah. This week and just try it's it out. It's
0: just fun. I mean, it's mindless fun.
2: And that's P-I-C-R-O-S-S? Yes. Okay, I'll look it up.
0: Or you can download the C64 game, Nanopixie. Okay. Which appear, appears to be the same idea.
2: Okay, we will do.
0: Um, Sarah Jane Avery, who we did the, uh, the uh, Neutron high score competition this month. Yes. Uh, is coming out with her, we mentioned this last month. Her uh, horizontal scrolling slipstar game is the name of it. The last v- video I saw of that it looks amazing. It looks really good. Uh, yeah. Hey, I saw an asteroid. Uh, you know, parallax going with asteroids, and the yep. asteroids that could hit you actually had blocks in them, which I liked I saw because that, yeah. you knew that you're gonna if you hit the blocks you die. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the C64 games you have to trial and error figure out what you can hit and what you can't because they right. all look the same. Yeah. So looks really good. And uh, I don't know if you've tried. Um, this game is kind of keeps being released in different versions. Uh, there's a game called Wolfling, where you can kind of convert between a human and a wolfling, or a wolf.
2: I've heard of this, but I haven't seen... I played one of
0: the first versions, and I love the concept, but it just didn't click right. But okay. it, They're at like version 1.4, Wolfling Enhance. Um, anyways, their, uh, RGCD, again, is, is um, working with Nest Dev, I guess they're called. And they're coming out with the enhanced version for the Amiga and C64 and PC Linux Mac OX. Alright. OS. All right. I can't talk. Um, it's a cool little Metroidvania looking game, and uh, if they hammer out the gameplay so it feels as good as I want it to, it yeah. looks really cool. Sounds good. We're done with C64 Corner, even though there's a ton more games there announced. Let's move to Amiga Corner, which has actually gotten so big I have to shorten this one too, which is definitely saying something, because Amiga games used to be like once, even when I started, two years ago, yeah, once every two, three months, something might come out, and it's usually pretty bad. Right. We talked about Coco, Coco Banana.
2: We have, but it's what's cup, going? It's on out. It? You can it's out. It. Oh wow!
0: Which I haven't done yet, but you can. And it's a cool uh, platformer. We're a, uh, you're a alligator that collects bananas. All right, you're Coco for bananas, Cuckoo for bananas. But the banana. graphics cuckoo supposed to be pretty bananas. good on this, right? What's that?
2: The graphics supposed to be pretty good on this. It looks
0: solid, and I believe they are. It is a five hundred. Game it'll run on a five hundred, which yeah. means the world to me. <laughs> um, yes, Jump is an Amiga version of Yoom.
2: Yeah, I saw. You know, have you seen the graphics on this? Yeah,
0: it's got the Amiga boing ball.
2: Yeah, but have you seen the graphics? Look amazing. I haven't on seen this. it in motion. No. Oh man, it looks really, really good.
0: What's funny about this is, I've tried a little bit of this game, and I know you can get really into it. Mm-hmm. I haven't, but I've seen the gameplay. My daughter hopped on the our school's website, and they have all these like little educational games. Yeah, there's a version of this game on her educational website. Cool. I can't remember what they called it, but it wasn't you
1: Yeah,
0: but, uh, she was definitely spinning the cylinder around and bouncing a ball and trying to land on all the platforms. Was there funky music going? No, I think it was. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to hit my noises here. My noises aren't working.
2: Oh no, we'll have to
0: try to reset that. Yeah. Um. Hyperborea is a bullet hell shooter coming out to the Amiga.
2: Okay. <clears throat> uh,
0: they are now working on a Mario clone for the Amiga. <laughs>
2: that'll get right? that'll get k- <clears throat> put the kibosh by uh, Nintendo.
0: Have you seen the the screenshots? No. Does it look good? It looks it looks like Super Mario World. So they made the first Super Mario Brothers for the Commodore that looked identical. Color Six Yeah. Uh, yep. And now the Commodore Amiga is getting what looks to be like a Super Mario World quality version of the game so although it looked like it was a um a reimagining of it it wasn't pixel for pixel it wasn't the same game i don't believe but yeah looked cool um hero
2: 68k yeah i heard about this on amigos today oh really okay i was listening to the to their show and they were mentioning that this is going to be pretty awesome
0: i'm interested i played a little bit of hero but i know it was a classic from the back in the day yeah and, uh, oh, you were
2: telling me that it was uh, one of the hot 2600 picks on one of our last episodes.
0: I mentioned it, but I didn't pick it.
2: okay. No, no, you but... didn't pick it, but I remember you had it up on display.
0: Oh, yeah, remember yeah,
2: Remember that? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Um, now let's go to ZX Spectrum Corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how much stuff has been released. Yeah. Uh, Operation Labyrinth Fall is a, uh, a another specky game. It looks like a cool little platformer. Percy Penguin and the Present pl- Palaver? I can't even. What, what do you say, that? it? Present. Palover? there's new Spectrum games coming out rapid fire now.
2: That's great. I've, I applaud. I don't it. know
0: what ones to catch up with first. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be nuts trying to keep up with this stuff. I'm going to have to quit my job. Um, All right, let's move out of the software stuff because unless we play these things, it's not terribly interesting to hear. But Hyperkin, who makes all kinds of retro hardware.
2: They have a new N64 Mini coming out. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that thing? I, I have. have. Did you see the picture of it? I saw a picture of it. It looks boring, to be honest. It looks a little boring. You're right. <laughs> but if it emulates an N64 well, which they showed a video of it playing several games, uh huh, it looks like it's doing what it's supposed to do.
0: And the N64 is historically difficult to emulate
2: very i mean people can run it on high-end gaming pcs and it still runs like crap
0: yeah yeah because it's which is funny because the saturn has done okay with emulation and it's like a mess of different chips that all have to try to talk together yeah
2: it's done okay (laughs) but i mean i would say the saturn and the n64 are two of the hardest games or systems to emulate
0: yeah i'm trying to look it up here to see if i can find any more about it Yep, there it is. It's got all four ports in the front.
2: Yep, all four ports in the front. I I wouldn't say... I mean, it doesn't look horrible, aesthetically-wise. I mean, I don't know what you want out of it, but...
0: No, I mean, Hyperkin stuff's never looked pretty. It's kind of of serviceable.
2: Yes, Yeah. that's Um, what I would say. The controllers are abominations of... (laughs) I mean, they are the same pitchfork...
0: You're not blaming Hyperkin. You're just saying the original no, design is still, the original
2: design is horrible. It's
0: still accurate to what Hyperkin is doing. Yeah, so. and I
2: can under- totally understand why they would come out with it for nostalgia reasons. Like they want yeah. people to say, "Hey, this is N64, and here are the crappy controllers <laughs> that came with it." So I, I get that. Oh, I'm not going to hold them. I'm not going to hold their feet to the fire on that.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to get the details here, but. Anyways, they don't even have it on their website yet.
2: No, I think it's pretty early, but they did show gameplay of um, what's going to go inside, and you know they did the usual things. They did, you know, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart, um, Super Mario World.
0: Oh, just to show the how they the just emulation showed works. how the
2: emulation works, and to their credit, their little demos weren't perfect. Like you could see a little bit of screen tearing here and there. Oh yeah. This and that, but. But I've listen. I've tried to emulate N sixty four quite a bit. There would be, you, you could run into some serious slowdowns. So, there were some problems with emulation on N sixty four. This one seemed pretty smooth. I mean, not perfect, but pretty smooth. Yeah,
0: yeah. It does have HDMI output. Yep, which is kind of starting to become the standard now. Um, okay, uh, yeah. It's using the emulator Mupen sixty
2: four. Well, Mupen's the best is it i don't know
0: that still makes me nervous is
2: that like mugen like on race cars i don't know
0: oh yeah i know what you're talking about ah, It still makes me nervous i'm gonna have to see reviews of this thing before i have any interest well and i already have a n64 i don't need a console but right the the cool thing about it is the fact that they're you know able to emulate n64 in theory yes so we'll see <clears throat> and of course, if someone has a question on here, will official controllers and recent pads such as the Tribute sixty four and Brawler sixty four work? Which are the pad, or uh, the Brawler is the one you like? Yes, I think the Tribute looks funky, but I think that would work pretty well.
2: Yeah, the pancake looking one. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Anyway,
0: if it's built well,
2: anything's better than the pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: really not that bad. It's bad. Um, so Stone Age Gamer. Uh, started yes. has psios back in stock are you familiar with those yes so those are on the shelf again so if you want to uh have an sd card solution to plug in the front of your playstation to play games
2: that's awesome they have them yeah um well do you know what the i mean were those difficult to install there was soldering and stuff inside or is that just no,
0: you literally plug it in it's a it's a memory, it's card? A memory card you just plug oh. in I didn't know that. I take it back. It's not a memory card. You plug it in the back. There's a port in the back.
2: There's a port in the back. But you still right. just plug it in. Yep.
0: Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up right now. But uh, I mean, I I'm thinking about picking this thing up so I can use my actual PlayStation with the actual. But now that I have the PlayStation Classic emulation thing, I don't know if it's as urgent. Right. Um,
2: so I have a I have one of my PlayStation ones is modded so it can play. It can play burn discs, but I always worry that that's just going to rip up the laser on there. And, and yeah, I'd
0: rather. And you still have to wait for loading times. Correct. The beauty of this thing, which the PlayStation has terrible loading times. It
2: does. You're so right.
0: The, 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 this device. So this supposedly
2: will run ISO images off of a SD card from the back.
0: Yep. PSIO PlayStation Flash Card. 124.99. Hmm. Mm, you know what? What? I'm looking at it right now. Or it's a hundred and sixty nine ninety nine with modding service bundle. Yeah. So I think you still do have to have it modded.
2: Yeah. That's what I figured. So hmm. I don't know how
0: However they also sell a police station that's already modded with the PSIO. Hmm. Which is you know
2: five hundred bucks?
0: No. Well, two hundred and twenty. Hmm. Which is a lot, but if you're gonna pay for a yeah. hundred and seventy for modding service and the PSIO, it's not that much more. Yeah. I don't have, know. have
2: you run across too much on the classic that just won't work i mean other than games I thought, I, that require I, the dual shock like ape escape
0: a couple and then the dual shock thing yeah i do have a modded ps playstation so do i so i can use just the psio that'll
2: work i hmm. mean i wonder well okay does the psio have to have a special mod or any mod <sighs> see that's what's weird we need, we need more information we need to dial a lifeline. Well line. then don't
0: come to our show. Exactly. We're just here to talk about stuff. We don't actually want to be helpful.
2: We need to dial a lifeline. <laughs>
0: All right, maybe we'll come back to that. Maybe not. I don't know. I guess you guys will find out.
2: Well, the cool thing is that we do have a award-winning podcast here where we can just talk about it next episode once we do the research.
0: There we go. We'll just have a huge errata section next time. Exactly.
2: Well, it's apparently, not even errata. We're not getting it wrong. We're admitting we don't know.
0: <laughs> apparently. Oh, and it comes with four. Uh, well, Stone Age Gamer does this with all their stuff. They include free games. Oh, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be legal about stuff. So apparently it comes with Glover,
2: 40 winks. Hey, I played Glover on N64 to to because I you know was trying oh, out. N64 we already plugins. know what your
0: one of your good games
2: is. It's not one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a game called Cheesy and a game called Viper. Okay. Um, it's funny because it looks like a Stone Age gamer works with Pico Interactive. Yeah. Who, I man of the guys doing his best to find games that people will buy, but he's really throwing anything out there and seeing what sticks. But yeah, yeah, Glover, enjoy it. Um. But yeah, it does say, this product does not plug and play out of the box. It does require modification. Modification level intermediate. Um, they also came out with a product called the Retrode. Now, this thing is pretty cool because uh, it's not something I don't think you and I necessarily need, but it's a USB device where you can plug in physical cartridges and dump ROMs or edit ROMs on your computer and basically...
2: Oh yeah, I thought I. I think I heard about this. Yeah, so they, so they
0: stopped selling it in 2013, apparently, and they started making it again.
2: Oh, cool. So yeah, that's the way that dump ROMs to your PC so that you can use them on Everdrives or emulators or whatever.
0: Yep. I mean, if you don't, if you want to take your legal ROMs and do it, or oh, that's cool. Save states, I guess, or I don't know, but
2: it's, kind of
0: cool. it's about eighty bucks, and it looks like it has Super Nintendo, Genesis. Can't see them all in here. There's adapters for other pretty much every cartridge-based system on here.
2: I, I think it's a neat product. You're right. I probably have no use for it, but I think it's a neat thing.
0: It's cool that it exists. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm excited about some games that are being ported to the Switch again. All right. A lot of the shmups come into the Switch. They realize how good their Tate mode is, with the, especially with the flip grip. With the flip grip. Which they need to make their own version of it. I don't understand why they don't. I'm yep. glad the flip, grips, flip grip is made and people are making money off of it, but business-wise, I'm not sure why Nintendo hasn't, cla- you know right stricken on that um esp rod a, which i've mentioned before is one of my favorite cave shmups coming out uh they're making a new sh- uh new strikers game strikers 2020
2: oh cool a yeah. brand new one Good yeah night. that's nice
0: um and you've heard of Gunlord x which did recently come out cool um which we've talked about that's kind of a turkin style game yeah and uh, Dragon's Lair trilogy is being produced. That I'm not particularly excited about that, but it yeah. is retro, and people have nostalgia for it. And yes, they do. There you go. Um, what is this PSX breakout board? So there's
2: a piece of hardware coming out soon that is. Um, he's got the schematics all done. Got it all tested out. It just needs someone to start building it and selling it on eBay, or you can you can grab the schematics now and build it build it yourself. It's a PlayStation for the PlayStation One breakout board that actually supplies VGA S video component and composite all in one little breakout board that hmm. you can attach. You basically, I think you solder it inside your system, but there's not a lot of solder points, but it's just a complete breakout board that gives you all those natively. Now you could just plug in your PlayStation cable, right? But for streamers that want to connect it to a bunch of different kind of equipment to do, streaming and things like that this gives you every option <laughs> you can think of so you plug Were this they in you make get, a
0: retail version of it or
2: i don't know it, it for right now it's a pcb with all the connectors and you basically cut a little hole in the back of your playstation and pop it in there and it's good to go cool so anyway i just thought it was pretty interesting we'll have the link in the show notes
0: We also have an an update on all the games released for the Konami Collections.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So
0: let's go ahead and really quick run through Castlevania Collection. Uh, We started on this last month, but now you have the full one. So we already knew Castlevania, Castlevania 2 Belmont's Revenge, which is Game Boy. Okay. Castlevania 3, which is Dracula's Curse on the NES, and they skipped Castlevania 2 on the NES, which was interesting. Uh, Super Castlevania 4 on the Super NES. So basically Castlevania 1, 2, 3, and 4 with the exception of Castlevania 2 on the NES which was more of an adventure game, RPG kind of. Not RPG, but it wasn't a true Castlevania game. Right. Well, they rounded out the collection, apparently, with Castlevania, Castlevania the Adventure on the Game Boy. Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, which is one I was referring to. Uh, they added Castlevania Bloodlines from the Genesis. And then you talked about Chibi Games Kid Dracula on the <laughs> Famicom, yeah. Which is Castlevania Chibi basically? That's pretty cool. Um, I guess was that all? Yeah, I guess it was eight games. So that's the whole the whole collection. So it's pretty much all eight bit. Cool. Um, with the exception of Bloodlines, which is Genesis. Yeah, I think I. Oh no, and Super NES, Sorry. I think it'll be cool to pick up
2: that collection, don't you think?
0: I I love Castlevania.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's also one I haven't really played a ton of but I love it, so I really, need, I really need to jump in and, you know.
0: And this is one of those things, though. This is one of the ones where I go, oh, I'd love to have this on the Switch, but what I really want with a collection like this is trophies. Like, all right, you beat Castlevania 1. You have seven yeah, to go. Sure. Which is not an easy task. That's going to be, no. I mean, so you kind of want progress. Like, I, I bought this collection. Let me play through the collection, or let me sh- see, you know, some kind of progress rather than just yeah. the own personal memory of, hey, I beat that game. Um same thing with Contra. The Contra mm. collection came out and the full list is now the arcade version of Contra. <laughs> and then the second game was Contra on the NES, which is a great version of Contra. It is the version of Contra as far as I'm concerned, so give him applause. <laughs> Contra on the Famicom, which I don't understand as that should just be the same game, just I think the difficulty level is different because of the rental market in America, something like that. Sounds um, right. Super Contra on the arcade. Which, uh, again, I've, play, I've played one version of the arcade Contras. I don't know which one it was, but it was terrible. So I don't know if they're both bad. Uh, Super C, that's the one I grew up with on the Nintendo. Operation C, which is the Game Boy kind of Contra, Contra 2 game. Contra 3, the Alien Wars on the SNES. Uh, Contra Hardcore on the Sega Genesis. That's core with the CORPS. Uh, Probotector on the Mega Drive, which, again, is just, I think, the Japanese version of the same hardcore game. Yep. And Super Probotector, (laughs) Alien Rebels, which is, I'm guessing, the Japanese version of Contra 3. So that one feels kind of padded, but I am curious to see what the differences are. But I can do that with emulation. Right. So you're really getting, like, six games there. But interesting. Yeah. Uh, Konami... Uh, Also announced updates to their Konami collection, their arcade collection, uh, that they are now supporting Tate mode, which is...
2: That's nice. Yeah. But not for everything, for just the games that would normally be in that mode, right?
0: Well, I would hope so. That'd be weird if you wanted it to (laughs) play vertical so you could use a third of the screen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's cool. I I think they should do more of that. Yeah. Um, Arcade 1 up.
2: Yep, so they have released the Golden Tee cabinet for 300 bucks, 299. Um So it's out now. Okay. Yeah, so it's out and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I I've played it a couple of times like in the arcade. I'm not a big golf arcade fan, but it's looks like a pretty neat cabinet. Are, are you really not? Uh, not not arcade. Okay. No. Neo Turf Masters. Such
0: no, I never played game. that in arcade. so good.
2: I only played it on home versions. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I've never played seen an it an in arcade. the arcade, but yeah. it's a great game.
0: Anyways, yeah, I'd love to see that game and feel it in person because that game's all about the trackball, so if yeah. the trackball isn't up to snuff, the game's not going to work. Yep. Um, Darkula is a game that came out from somebody named Loco Melito and Gryzor87.
1: All right.
0: Those guys. Yeah. Um, that's almost as bad as Oddball with a 1-1 and a 4-9 at the end. <laughs> um, but they're making an arcade game. Yeah. Um, I guess that is coming out on Windows, but they're making a full arcade cabinet and stuff, and it's like a cool early '80s arcade game in the vein of like a um, like a Mappy or kind of a or a Popeye, One of the, kind of like an arcadey platforming, like platform game, but kind of, of
2: not... more sophisticated Donkey Kong kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, could, I only saw a screenshot of it; I haven't seen gameplay, but okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's neat. Now this is really cool, and this is more uh, current E3 news, but uh, limited run games. I think they're making all kinds of announcements. Actually, they actually—they actually said they're going to release. Tw- uh, they're going to announce twenty new games they're coming out with. Wow! So, when they said that, maybe that's this is what they mean by that. I haven't counted these up yet. <laughs> um, but they are releasing a physical copy of uh, a Star Wars, a classic Star Wars collection, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, the Games are Empire Strikes Back. X-Wing, Rebel Assault 1 and 2, TIE Fighter, Dark Forces, Shadow of the Empire, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, Episode 1 Racer, Bounty Hunter, Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, Racer Revenge, Jedi Knight Academy.
2: That'd be cool, Although, because I haven't really played a lot of these. Like when I, when I I Automatically, when I hear about licensed games, half of my brain turns off, because I'm not yeah, a big and I'm fan like of that. licensed like games. So, and
0: I'm not even big on Star Wars, to be honest. I, I like it, but I don't yeah love it but um on the nintendo 64 episode one racer i don't know if you played that one during your little playthrough i have not it's a great like physics-based podcast race (laughs) or podcast
1: podcast racer racer. podcast racing game
0: um that's a great game and dark forces i played which is like a first-person shooter in between doom and um like quake okay kind of came in that era and then rebel assault is kind of a um flight simulator, arcadey flight simulator kind of game. All righty. Great game. Commander Keen of the early PC fame.
2: Yeah, and so like when I got my Mister set up, uh I got the PC core which emulates an old PC. Mm-hmm. I uh <laughs> I uh one of the first games I got r- up and running was Commander Keen. There you go. And, and I don't even have that many memories of it back in the day, but it's a pretty decent little platformer.
0: I always had Max, and my next neighbor had a, like it a, uh, must have been a 286 or something. We yeah. We'd play yeah. With, the, with the CGA graphics. Yep. I think after CGA came EGA. Commander Keen, Keen is EGA. But a lot of the games we played were CGA, which were just that like cyan, pink, and white, I yep. think.
2: Yeah. Very bad but colors. But these
0: came out, and we played a ton of these, and uh, we played on a Gravis joypad.
2: Yes. Still a pretty decent joypad,
0: yeah. I need to get one of those again, yeah. Then get a computer to use it on. <laughs> um, hopefully, that would come with the PC classic that we keep hearing about.
2: Oh, yeah, that's still, I haven't, heard, about haven't heard much about it lately. I hope it comes out,
0: anyways. Commander Keen is coming out as a mobile game, big E3 news, probably the biggest uh release of the entire event, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, yes. So. Cool. Very nice. How about we talk about some uh, good games? Good games? Specifically, six good games for the Nintendo 64.
2: Yay!
1: Six
0: good games! All right, so as we mentioned, Nintendo 64 edition of six good games. Eric, go. What do you want?
2: Well, first, I want to talk about um, how difficult this was for me. (laughs) The Nintendo 64 is one of my least favorite consoles. I struggle to find decent games on it, but I dug in and I did my research. I probably played, i really
0: wish I could have watched you do this. Cause I'm so curious what games you picked. I played like, probably
2: 20, 22 games. I probably, I load them up. I play them for 10, 15 minutes and then I don't like this. Move on to the next game. I don't like this. Move on to the next game. Um, I'm going to get the first one out of the way. Cause it's really a lame pick. Cause I, I do try to okay. pick non mainstream games. Do you know what I mean? Because, I mean, everybody... There are some good games, yeah. but I try to pick non-mainstream I like Mario games.
0: 64 and
2: Mario Kart and... Yeah, right. But the first one... So whenever I reach for my N64, the first game I load and love and have always enjoyed is my first pick. And that pick is Mario Kart 64. And,
1: <laughs> and
0: mainly, the game I just called you out on. but yeah, yep, okay. and,
2: and mainly because it is one of my favorite racers of all time. I like it better than almost all the modern Mario Kart racers that have come after it. Yeah. Mario Kart 64. It's a fun game. I like it better than the SNES version. The uh, yeah. SNES version was fun, but I... It, it was refined a, in Mario Kart 64. Yeah, Mario Kart 64, it, the beauty of it is it is in its simplicity. There's not a, You don't have to memorize what certain weapons do. There, it's just a simple racer with some nice little combat stuff in it, and I, I love it. I, I It's the it's my go-to game on N64, so I had to include it. So that's my first pick.
0: I got my purple turtle shell up there. Actually, yeah. purple, red and green were the only two in Mario Kart 64. That's I right. No purple yet.
2: Not No purple yet. Purple was bulk honky. Purple is what made the game too complicated. Purple is bulk. <laughs>
0: that work? That's right. Um, yeah, purple uh, is the shell that would instantly hit the player in first yep. just, just because
2: purple ruined mario kart that's my hot take <laughs> 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 there <is that> take. <laughs> that's right. anyway so that's my lame first pick but okay. I, I it is also my favorite game so i love it
0: okay i thought you were gonna grab tony hawk which i have here in my hand yeah
2: i that was debatable whether i was gonna grab that or not
0: it comes in a blue cartridge eric how which cool is, very is that slick. yeah and Turok 2 comes in a black cartridge it does yeah but if you find the one with a gray cartridge, it's worth, like, three times the price. Keep Ooh. that in mind. Uh, well, I will. I'm just holding my physical cartridges here. I, I do have a, a number of these, mostly from when, yeah. I, when I actually owned the system.
2: Yeah, I never owned an N64.
0: Um, Yeah. um, Yeah, and, like, everyone loves GoldenEye, which...
2: Everybody does love it.
0: I don't know if you tried it or not. I it have, is, yep. If, unless you grew up with it, you probably... It, I could see how you wouldn't love it now.
2: Several times I've tried to load it up and try to play it, and it's just not... It's, it's a... It's too hard if you didn't grow up with it. Let's just say that.
0: Yep. I gotcha. I have fond memories of that game, but my first game is, and I thought you might find this one. I think the only reason you probably didn't pick it is because you didn't know it was on here. It wasn't on my
2: list. (laughs) It wasn't on my list. Oh, it wasn't at all? Okay. I mean, it wasn't on my, um, on my EverDrive. So like, I didn't know it even existed.
0: Did you look it up under B?
2: Uh, I did. It wasn't on Okay. I, I had so- to go. I did download it after you told me about it. Well, it,
0: I think it is Japanese only. So if you had an American ROM set, it wouldn't be on there. And I had, all I had was an American ROM set. So it's, um, I'm going to ruin it. It's Bakuretsu Mutakai Bengayo. Bengayo. And Bengayo is the one we're going to recognize because a uh, similar game. I think they're different, but it's. Bing.io is the one I played a ton on the Dreamcast.
2: So that's where I know it from, and I love it on the Dreamcast, and I've played it for hours on the Dreamcast.
0: Yeah. So um, I played it on the Nintendo 64, and it's very similar. Um, I also have it on the. But it's not exactly the
2: same, is it? No. Okay. I, I didn't play little... it for I mean, very it's... long.
0: The gameplay is yeah, yeah. very similar. Okay. I actually have a copy on, them. if you have this or not, I actually have a copy on the DS as well. Uh, oh, it's really? I.O. DS, and it's like two bucks. Oh wow! I suggest you get it if you don't have a copy. Um, nonetheless, this game is made by Treasure, which is a company that I'd love to do a Cody's Corner on. I love Treasure games. You should or yeah. hate them. They're they're made very specific to, they're very n- niche but very creative, unique, and gamer centric. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, this is a I guess you you it, it, it's I would call it a gray area. It's not a traditional shmup, but it's a shmup. Um, you actually can use the D-pad on this game. Yep. Um, and you are a mech, I guess. I, I don't like mech games, but it's not really a mech game, but you are a mech.
2: Your character is a mech, but it doesn't transform or anything.
0: Yeah, and you're very small on the screen. Yep. And you're in this... I don't even mentally know what kind of space you're in, but you're in this area where there's um, houses above and below and to the sides of you, like stuck on the walls.
2: Yeah. Um, it's almost like a like a... What you would think, of anti where gravity doesn't matter. The houses are up on the roofs; they're on the side. But sides. gravity does
0: matter to you because yes. So when you press up, your little blasters will push you up. I mean, you just move with your with your right uh, left stick or D-pad wherever you want on the screen. But when you let go, gravity pulls you back down. So you're constantly fighting gravity, uh, and then the other stick shoots in any direction you want. You also have um, so you can blow up all kinds of houses and buildings and things like that, and then. Uh, things are blowing up everywhere, and uh, everything is giving you fruit, which is worth points. So you're just being inundated with explosions and points and things flying everywhere. And then as the levels go on, you get more and more enemies in the area that you have to take out while you're doing these other things. Um, kind of like Gauntlet, the enemies are spawning from spawn points. So you're taking them out while trying to kill their spawn points while trying to get um, houses and points. Meanwhile, I don't know if Eric likes it in this case or not, but it's necessary in this game. There's a timer. So yeah. you can't just sit there and spam everything. You've you've got to move quick.
2: you got to get out of that level. Uh-huh.
0: And then you get to the end, and there's a kind of a boss at the end. Yes. The levels get more and more in-depth as you go, um, and you can switch between a blue character and, I believe, a yellow character. And the blue character shoots kind of homing missiles that kind of lazily go in the direction of things. So if you're below somebody, they'll, they'll work, bend their way up, but not you know, they don't home on them directly. They, they can bend up. Thirty degrees or something like that yeah. to help you hit it uh but if you're going through a tight corridor there'll be like uh weapons like lasers trying to shoot at you and you can't shoot them directly you have to switch to the yellow person which now can shoot a beam that bounces off at 90 degree angles at things yeah so you gotta anyways it's just crazy and i love it on this system in japanese because whenever things are blowing up things are going crazy just having like the Typical Japanese woman voice yelling at you, you
1: know, yeah.
0: just, just stressing you out in a good way. Um, explosions and points all over the place, fruit everywhere because Japan. Yeah, because Thailand. Mainland. Oh, not, not na- wrong Thailand. button. Wrong button.
2: This was not in Thailand.
0: Um, anyways. Yeah, really Dreamcast. Cool it's
2: interesting because in the Dreamcast version, there's a lot of like cool cutscenes of them talking to you on the radio and like little anime cutscenes. scenes yeah. des- you know, describing that not in this one. There's sh- oh, there is but there is but they're in Japanese but they're in Japanese yeah yeah, yeah so you can't understand what anyone's saying
0: <laughs> but you really don't need it no nah, you don't it's need flavor, it it's flavor but yeah. it doesn't do
2: anything I'm a sucker with. for any game that has like huge amounts of missiles on the screen with their contrails because I'm a big like yeah. I-, I loved Robotech when I was a younger kid Macross or Robotech or whatever they had a lot of that in there so this game like it pushes all the buttons for me I gotcha. really, really
0: love it pun intended yep <laughs> Good pick. So you'll notice it's a 2D game, yeah, on a 3D system. <laughs> so,
2: w- yeah. w- which I wish they did that more. They should have stuck to 2D. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're trying
0: to get over that hump, and they did by the time yep. they got to GameCube and PS2. But
2: yep. So my next one is Beetle Adventure Racing. Beetle which... Adventure Racing. Oh, I didn't know you had the cartridge. Yeah, nice. nice yeah. So you graciously let me have this one because I was having such a hard time finding <laughs> games I liked on the N64. So um, I appreciate that. I did play it for a couple hours this weekend, and that was the only time I played it. So I'm not far into it, but it's basically a racing game that you drive beetles, like Volkswagen Beetles. Volkswagen
0: Beatles. Bus. or Yeah, Beetle. And
2: uh, what the, what some of the neat features in it, if I remember right, are you can hit crates, and the crates do different things. Some of them give you boost. Um, some of them, like, have letters on them. Um, and you basically want to go off-road here and there and hit these crates. So as you're going through these levels, you memorize where these crates are, and you can hit these crates to get boosts and the bonuses in the game. Um, There's but, all
0: kinds of hidden paths and things you can pads, go Hidden paths, yep,
2: yep. Um, it's just a really, really great racing game on
0: the N64. Yep. Fun and happy and colorful and chunky in all the right places. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Um, So I wanted to find some games that I had never played before, so I did play through a few, and I found some that people were had highly regarded, but they were pretty aged. Yes. So it was hard for me to click with them. But I did love the simple stupidity of Blast Core.
2: Yeah. And I did play this for a substantial amount of time during my testing, so I I, I can talk about it. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I I don't own this one, um, but I did play it on my EverDrive. And it's a game that I never would have picked off the shelf because it just looks so dumb. Yeah. So... This is like what you get if you took a little child who likes to play with Tonka trucks Yeah, and said, What are you playing there, buddy? And he's like, I'm using the trucks to blow up buildings. You're like, that's not what the trucks do. Yes, what these trucks do. Oh, so you're a bad guy. No, I'm not a bad guy. Then why are you blowing up trucks? Because there's a nuclear bomb driving into town. you got to get the buildings out of the way before the bomb blows up. That's literally... The yep. game. <laughs> so there's you're just a,
2: driving around. Yeah, you're driving around the a little bulldozer knocking buildings down. There's a
0: truck driving in with a nuke on it for some reason. You're, you're
2: clearing a path. And you
0: clear a path because if you don't clear a path, the driver of the nuke going five miles an hour will drive straight into the side of a building and blow up. Yep. Um, the cool thing about it is you're to move all these trucks around and eventually at later levels you learn you're actually a driver so you can press a button and leave the vehicle and hop into other vehicles and they all do different things. Um... There's even a vehicle, which is a robot that can fly up in the air and, like, butt-stomp buildings. Oh, I that,
2: didn't know that. I didn't get that far. Oh, that was
0: only, like, two or three levels in. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're, you're just destroying, just creating mayhem, and you get points for it. And there's a time limit, so you can go out and destroy other buildings if you want, but you have to clear the ones in front of the truck driving a bomb. And then as you go in later levels, it starts to become puzzly. So there's, like, for example, a level where um, the truck's going down the middle of town... But there is a pit in the middle of the road, but with a railroad track down the pit. So you got to go ahead, destroy buildings, then go under this tunnel to get into a train, drive the train to where the pit is so that one of the flat cars blocks the pit. Now the truck can drive over the car. And then you move forward from that and then move a crane out of the way. So it's more than just destruction. You're moving all kinds of vehicles and hopping back and forth. Yeah. But just the feeling of blowing stuff up and wanting destruction. I felt like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of Axe Cop? No. So I'll have to show you this sometime. I have a a comic, uh, very small comic collection because I don't really care for comics. But I found this comic called Axe Cop. And it's most ridiculous. It's a cop with a with an axe. And he's a superhero. And you read that, the story makes no sense. It goes all over the place. It's ridiculous and over the top. I find out found out later, if you read to the back, it was... A guy who was who's a comic illustrator and creator or whatever, and he just went and talked to his like six year old nephew. Yeah. And they just played toys. And he just took whatever the nephew was saying and just kinda asked him questions. And the nephew was like, Well, he has a he's a cop, but he has an axe. Okay, so he's axe cop. He's like, Yeah, he's ax cop. What's his special abilities? And the kid's just making stuff up and whatever the kid said he put into the comic. That's cool. And it's hilarious. Yeah. The stuff that they fight, you know, for no reason. All of a sudden, there's like, it's a pig with a hard hat and wings, and he's attacking the city with fire breath, and it's, <laughs> it's pretty much like that kid. You're just playing. That's awesome. Some ridiculous fantasy blast <laughs> All
2: right, so my third entry is I was getting desperate, and I was oh, I no. couldn't find games that were. Very good, other than mainstream games. I mean, there were some games, but I wanted to pick something that I hadn't played before. Um, And so I went online, I was looking, and I was like, you know, there aren't very many shmups. And so I looked it up, and there was one called Star Soldier Vanishing Earth.
0: With Star Soldier, I have played on the NES. Yeah. And it was an okay shmup, if I remember.
2: Yeah, so I loaded this up, and it's a pretty decent shmup. I mean, it's nothing... It's nothing to really write home about, but it's not a bad shmup, especially for the N sixty four. Two D, it is two D. Yeah, Okay. yeah. I mean two D, but with three D, 3D, three D ish sprites. You know, they have some depth to them. Um, but you know, just uh, your typical uh, tropes in shmup. It's it's got power ups. It's got shooting, auto fire. You know, I mean it's it's just a, a shoot 'em up, but it's it's a pretty good one. You should give it a try. I mean, it is probably the best shmup on there. Bangayo. Unless you pick Bangayo. Which is yeah? great. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: This so is more traditional you, So you shmup. played
0: 20 Nintendo 64 games, beat your head against the wall, and you found an okay shmup.
2: I did. Yep. And it's a good awesome. one. Awesome. It's a good one. All right. I'll give it that.
0: The last game is a game I think doesn't get enough love.
2: Yeah. And I did load this one up just uh, today, this morning.
0: Diddy Kong Racing. Yep. I like this more than Mario Six or Mario Racing. You do Mario Kart. Yep.
2: It reminded me of of um, Crash uh, Crash, race,
0: which I've never played.
2: Yeah, but. it reminded me of that because you're in the single player game. You're in that lobby and you go through doors to get to different levels. Yep. Um, that's exactly like Crash. And I think
0: why I like this game so much is for a couple things. One, it's a much better single player game. Yes. Uh, Mario Kart might be a better multiplayer game. Okay. But this game, you get to go through all those things and you start in carts, but you eventually end up in airplanes. You eventually end up in uh, in hovercrafts.
1: Oh, wow.
2: But it all
0: feels like a kart racer, but it's like airplane kart racer or hovercraft kart racer.
2: Yeah. I haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, I did like what I played so far. And I only played, and, like, a couple tracks.
0: And because it's single player, there's more than just, you know, straight races. There's challenges or try to fly through this and collect all the bananas or whatever. I can't remember exactly how it all worked, but I played this and tried to unlock everything and go through the whole uh, single player mode.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a great game.
0: Yeah. Really cool. solid. Made by Rare. Um, I don't know if you had any honorable mentions, but I'm just going through my physical games here. Uh, yeah. Mario Golf is awesome.
2: Yeah, and and Great I knew that game. was awesome. Like again, I wanted to pick one I hadn't played before, but Mario Golf is golf is awesome.
0: Wow, it's really heavy too. Huh. Interesting. Feel the difference between Diddy Kong and Mario Golf.
2: Oh, that is super heavy. Must have Does a that have battery in it. Or must something?
0: have some extra chip, or yeah, probably a save battery. But that's would be a heavy battery. Yeah. There's your Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah. Ridge Racer is supposed to be pretty good. I Actually, have not played that one much. A lot of people hate on this game. Turok Rage Wars, I, I loved this game as a kid. It was basically Turok, but like Quake at that time when it became like arena battles. That was the big thing.
2: Yeah, the first Turok I tried playing yeah, it like I thought it was horrible. This
0: ha- this doesn't have any of the fog.
2: Okay, okay. So that's that's that was one of the big problems with the original Turok.
0: You tried this, and I'm surprised you didn't like Perfect Dark, because that's a great game. It
2: is good. It is good.
0: Uh, Mischief Makers. Never heard of it. This is another treasure game. Even though it doesn't say it on there, that's interesting. But that's Treasure. Okay. And it's uh, 2D, uh, it's 3D, but it's 2D gameplay. Okay. A um, little puzzly for me. I, yeah. tr- I actually played like an hour of it before I realized, no, this isn't good enough to make my list, but yeah, it was but a, a solid one. game. XG2 is like a great racer, super fast motorcycle racer. Okay. Wave Race 64.
2: Oh, that's a good one.
0: It's a great game. The physics in that to this day are amazing. Yeah. Bouncing off the water. And I could keep going here, but um, is I, that Doramon game? It is a Doramon game.
2: Yeah, I tried the, the Doramon games, and I wasn't. I they were They weren't great. No, no.
0: and they weren't. They didn't come Which out. Which is English. funny
2: because I love the Doramon games on NES. Hey, you Pikachu! I haven't
0: played it, but I, have, I own a Pokemon game. Apparently, hey, you Pikachu! so my
2: kids played Coliseum. Okay. Do you remember the Pikachu? Col- uh, or I've it heard of Pokemon it. Coliseum, yeah, and they they actually really liked it. Yeah. And uh, I played it a little bit, and it was okay. All right.
0: Cool. Well, let's go ahead and uh, listen to, uh, I don't know, Eric talk about a whole bunch of random stuff.
1: Eric Take!
2: Eleven years ago, I started my retro revival, uh, and the first uh, piece of hardware that I bought was the Commodore 64, mainly because it was the machine I had as a kid. Uh, I had the VIC 20 first, but I only had that for about a year before I upgraded to the Commodore 64, and it was the first computer that I added to my collection. Um. Oddly enough, the Sega Genesis, which was a console that I never had as a kid and never really played, was the first console that I bought. But anyway, back to the Commodore 64. I, over the years, have collected almost every single peripheral, modern peripheral, that you can buy for the Commodore 64. It's a fantastic scene if you haven't experienced the Commodore 64 uh, scene There are so many programmers making new games, lots of hardware makers uh, tinkering with hardware Um, add-ons. It's probably the most vibrant scene of any piece of hardware that I collect for, and um, it keeps things interesting. So over the years, I've acquired so many different peripherals. Today I'm going to talk about what I deem the very best peripheral made for the Commodore 64 and that is the Ultimate 1541-2. That's the one I have. Now there's a new version called the Ultimate 2 Plus, which is mainly what I'll talk about. But I still own the the 2 because it does everything I need it to and it's a lovely uh, piece of equipment. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I wanted to just hit the highlights of my history with Commodore 64 peripherals. Um, <clears throat> I remember the very first thing I got was um, I, I did I got a real 1541, but it was a little flaky, and that back then my knowledge on fixing them wasn't as good as it is today. So I wanted to seek out a different way to play games, and about 11 years ago, the one of the leading things was a thing called the IDE 64. Basically it was an IDE interface to the 64. You could plug in a CF card and access files and it was amazing. Uh, Worked great. Um, The only downside to it was most multi-disc games had to be patched to work on the IDE 64. Um, So you had to seek out special versions and uh, that was a bit clunky. Later on, I got the SD2 IEC uh, from Future Was 8-Bit. And this is, if you're looking for a budget device to play games on your 64, there really is nothing better than this. Uh, It's inexpensive. It works great. Um, It is not a cycle-accurate emulation of the 1541, so you're not going to play games that require special tricks of the 1541. But most games... Are, have already been cracked and all of that stuff has been removed and they play fine on the SD2IC. So that is a great peripheral. It is just a storage device though. It doesn't have any added things like the Ultimate. So let's talk about the Ultimate. Um, the Ultimate 2 uh, the f- Ultimate 1541 2 or I guess the real title is the 1541 Ultimate 2 is a device that is a cartridge it comes in a very nice professional brown shell um Out of the side of it is a cable connector. That is the IEC connector. And that cable coming out of the cartridge plugs right into the IEC bus on your Commodore 64. And this is pretty cool. It allows you to daisy chain a real 1541 in there if you wanted to, um, which allows you to copy the 1541 to a virtual D64 image. A lot of little tricks. Um, It's very handy. But... The first and foremost feature, I, I believe, is the there is a full cycle accurate emulation of the 1541 disk drive, and you can emulate two of them, uh, device eight or nine. Um, I think you can even program them for higher device numbers, ten, eleven, whatever you need. Um, but they, it, it, you basically can use D sixty four and G sixty four images right off of an SD card or a USB stick. Um, my version is the is the fifteen forty one Ultimate two, and it takes a micro SD card plus USB drives. The new version did away with the SD card and only uses as USB drives, which is fine. Um. um It also, for the 1541 emulation, it allows you to use configurable ROMs. Well, what does that mean? What that means is that the original 1541 was just a computer, had a 6502 processor in it. When you opened it up, you could swap out the chips in there to put custom ROMs in there. And some of those custom ROMs are like Jiffy-DOS, which makes down um, loading programs v- much, much faster than the native 1541. In conjunction with changing the ROMs on your Commodore 64, you could um, basically have a full Jiffy-DOS emulated system, and co- coincidentally, the Ultimate 1541 will allow you to also flash custom ROM kernels, so you could do the Commodore 64 ROM kernel like a Jiffy-DOS ROM kernel as well as replace the 1541 ROM kernels, which allows you to have a full, fully emulated Jiffy-DOS 1541 system. So that's pretty slick. Um, the Ultimate 1541 can do um, has a built-in speaker so that you can do emulate floppy drive sounds, which is pretty neat. It's a little... You know, it's a feature that doesn't really change the emulation or performance, but it's kind of a neat little thing. It is handy because you can keep listening to see if something is loading or not. Um, does um, it supports a hundred megabit Ethernet port, so that you can actually set up a Telnet or FTP site on the device, so you can drag and drop files from your PC or Mac right onto. Um, the storage. So that's pretty handy. You can have your Commerce 64 somewhere else in the house, jump on your PC. When you download a new game, you could just drop it right, do an FTP right to. Uh uh, the device so that's pretty handy um, it supports fat fat 32 so you can take the usb drive out pop it into any computer and upload and images um, the new version has a battery backed up real-time clock so that you can change there are functions within there that allow you to timestamp stamp things um, there is a um, SID implementation built into the new version, which allows you dual SID implementation. So you can do five, eight, I'm sorry, eight voices. Um, there is a built in SID player, which is pretty neat. So you can load up a directory on your Ultimate 1541 that can. Um, you can just highlight a bunch of SIDs and play them. And there's a SID player built in right in it. You don't have to go into the Commodore 64 and load a SID player there. Um, You can just play them directly from the device itself. Um, It's pretty slick. Um, One handy feature, which I would, I, in my opinion, is the second best feature of the Ultimate 1541, is that you can do Commodore 64 cartridge emulation. So basically in the menu of the Ultimate 1541, you can select a cartridge image that will boot when the 64 is turned on. Um, one of the most popular cartridges, cartridge images from back in the day was the Epics Fast Load cartridge, and you can do that one. But you can do retro replay, super snapshot, uh, turbo assembler, Epix, uh the epics Fast Loader, as I discussed. Um, but you can basically have it boot any cartridge image. So if, a ga- if it's a game, Whatever, it'll just boot right off of there. So I think that I always boot into, I think it's Super Snapshot, the NTSC version, because it has a great fast loader in there and I just use that. Um, I've used it as a way to do save states on games. So I load up Super Snapshot, I load up a game, I play it, and then I can hit the button because the Ultimate 5041 has three buttons on them and one of them is the NMI button that allows you to do certain features of cartridges. So I can take a snapshot of the whole game, save it as a save state, and then load it up later, right where I left off. Um, very handy feature. Another great function, which, listen, the Ultimate 1541 is an expensive device. Um, but when people complain about the price, this next feature is kind of offsets that and basically it will emulate a commodore 1750 or 1764 reu reu was a ram expansion unit which allowed you to upgrade the memory on your commodore 64. Um, this thing can be used for ram disks it can be used um, for storing different information in geos it can basically improve the performance of geos dramatically Um, If you tried to find one of these on its own, chances are it would cost about the same as the Ultimate 1541 and you get all these additional features. So if you're in the market at all for uh, an REU for the Commodore 64, you might as well just get the Ultimate. Um, It's it's an amazing feature. It works great. Um, uh, 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 Freezer cartridges you can emulate on there so that you can... um, do as I said before with the Snoopers sna- snooper, Super Snapshot cartridges and Retro Replay. Um, you can another feature which is great is you can load tap files from the Commodore 64, and you can do that right with the cartridge with no problem. But you can add this little ribbon cable that comes out of the back that lets you plug in um, into the cassette port on the Commodore 64 and load real load tap files as if they're real. Images and it takes just as long. So you see all the fancy tape loading screens um, that came with uh, lots of different games. Um, so it's true cart. Oh, I'm sorry, cassette loading via the hardware. Um, I just think that's pretty amazing for nostalgia. You can a lot of these games had pretty neat tape features uh, as they're loading. Um, but anyway, I just that pretty much sums up what I believe is the best. Commodore 64 peripheral, the 1541 Ultimate 2 and 2. And hopefully, if you're interested in it, you can just Google that. I believe it's Ultimate. What is that? If you just Google Ultimate um, 1541 2 or 1541 Ultimate 2, you will get to the site. The guy who makes this is his name's Gideon. Um, He's constantly coming out with updates for it. Um, It releases in batches, at least the last time I I looked into ordering another one. Um, But you should take a look at it and seriously consider this if you have a commoner 64. It'll make your life so much easier. All right. Thanks.
1: Welcome to Cody's Preview. Review.
0: (laughs) Cody's been D. -D 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 Title and wants to give you the full, unadulterated truth. This week's title was Contra. So tell us, Cody,
1: how good is it?
0: So good.
1: Oh! Well, stay tuned next week for another one of Cody's big reviews. Cody's Corner!
0: Hey guys, and welcome to uh, Cody's Corner again. I wanted to go ahead and talk about pinball um, after going to the Golden State Pinball Festival in Lodi, California with Eric, which we've already talked about at this point in our last episode. Um, I wanted to just do a quick uh, run-through for, you know, people who are complete noobs to pinball <clears throat> or people just haven't thought about it a long time, just want a brief history. Um, kind of what exist in pinball what's out there why it's out there and i'm gonna do this in about 10 minutes so it's gonna be quick and dirty and uh, i'll be as accurate as my knowledge base but i don't you know promise accuracy on any of this stuff but um, i just think it's such a cool hobby it is expensive um, one thing to know about pinball is you yeah, these machines are you know a working machine is just below a grand on the low end under a thousand dollars and on the high end up to uh, quite literally up to twenty thousand dollars or more but um you can get a lot of good machines at one of those lower price points, but the, the beautiful thing about it is, it's really an investment. You're going to enjoy that machine for a year or two or whatever it is, um, and then potentially move it on for the same price or more than you bought it for. So, it depends how you look at it, um, but it's something I really enjoy. And I just want to kind of run you guys through what exists out there. Um, so, pinball, uh, the the first machines that you're going to, you know, time-wise on the timeline, um, are actually called bagatelles. Hope, hopefully, I'm saying that right. It's one of those words you see written down more than you, you speak it. Um, and that's basically a very simple pinball machine. There are literally pins on a board. Um, you have a shooter rod that shoots a ball out into the play field. It bounces around hitting pins, and you try to get it to uh, drop into a specific hole or a set of pins. And the, uh, there are no flippers. So these are called flipperless pinball machines. You're literally just nudging the machine or trying to gauge the amount of um, pull on the rod to shoot the ball in that way. Um, These are typically, you know, pre-1950s devices. Um, In the 40s and 50s, you started seeing other flipperless pinballs, um, but they did actually have pop bumpers and things like that to bounce the ball around, um, adding up points with a score, things like that. These early um, pinball machines typically had balls that physically fell into a hole below the pinball machine. You see a little window down there, so you can count your balls. There's usually uh, five um, balls in these games. So you can count your balls by physically seeing them down below the playfield in this little window. And you'd actually have to push a lever to drop a ball into the shooter lane to keep going. Um, after that, there's a, a segment of pinball machines called they call wood rails. And these are uh, literally pinball machines where the rails around the, the glass are wood. Um, at this point, they do have flippers and buttons for flippers. Um they're pretty simple machines. They're electromechanical, meaning uh, everything on there works with relays. Um, uh, there's, you know, the reels. They actually turn over the round, uh, circular reels that the score turns over, and everything's done with click-clack relays. And you know, you'll actually hear all these things moving inside the machine. They're very cool, very tactile, um, very simple games. Uh, but a lot of people still love them. Some good examples of, of a flipperless, or not flipperless, a flippered wood rail pinball would be like C- Central Park. A game like that, if you want to look that up. Um, A lot of these devices were actually used for gambling back in the day. So if you, I mean, there's still laws in cities nowadays, some archaic laws that talk about how there's no pinball allowed. I think New York City was one for a long time until very recently, relatively recently, they got rid of that law. um, Because they were seen as a gambling device. Which is news to me because I'm uh, 36 and in my whole lifetime I've never heard of these things being anything but just for fun uh, and just for score. But that was a thing, and to this day you'll see um a little card on the machine saying "This is for entertainment purposes only um, in the fifties uh, sixties and seventies electromechanical machines became very popular uh specifically in the late sixties and uh, mid early to mid seventies uh, pinball was huge, and uh, it was all electromechanical um, all kinds of new inventions and things kind of came up in this era um a lot of art, dec- art deco art on the side of the pinball machines. They were, you know, really mass produced at this point. There's a cool selection of pinball machines called wedge heads where instead of having a square back glass, you've got like this upside down trapezoid. Just really cool of the era looking machine. Most of these machines um, can be had for uh, around $1,000 or less working. Um, a lot of people know how to fix these machines now. So if it's not working, you're not going to save too much money unless you find the right seller. Um, so if you can find a working one, you know, depending on... You can go on pinside.com. you look up all kinds of information, average selling prices, things like that. But um, Gottlieb was huge in this era. That's a, a brand, uh, Gottlieb Pinball Machines. And the majority of the machines you see in the electromechanical um, 70s era pinball machines now are, are Gottlieb machines. There's some other ones, um, uh, Williams and some others. I think there was a number of brands that were later. Um, but our next era, we're going to get into early st- solid states. It's real... I really fell in love with these machines. Um, there's really three big brands at this point: Gottlieb, uh, Williams, and Stern. You'll notice those names are big in the arcade and uh, video game world. Uh, Gottlieb again was trying to roll over from the uh, early solid states, and they had a, they had a hard time picking up on the uh, in, on the solid solid states from their electromechanicals. Uh, they kind of relied on old technology because they were doing so well. Why change it? And it turns out. Uh, stern uh got there a little before them but williams really ramped it up at this point and this is kind of uh 79 80 81 where um lots of big changes happened uh fireball from williams is a machine where uh they put a spinning disc on the play field and um i believe this was the first machine with multi-ball where you could actually unleash multiple balls on the field at one point at the same time um fun little game uh Pretty difficult at this point to play, um, but it's a great game. Definitely has a different feel than modern games. Uh, Black Hole is a great gauntlet machine. I actually used to own one of these. It actually had uh, two playfields, the main playfield on top, and if you unlocked a gate, you can go down below. The flippers are actually backwards on the bottom playfield as you play through this window that's about a 6-inch by 8-inch window in the middle middle of the upper playfield, and you can see your ball down below in blue light being played backwards. Very cool machine. And Black Knight was a huge one. Williams came out with Black Knight. Um, again, if my re- recollection serves me correct, this was the first multi-level machine. Um, one of the first with voice. Gorgar would be the first game that actually had voice samples. There were only I think seven con- uh, syllables that were spoken, but they put it in a uh, different order to try to make uh, speech. So it'll you know you destroy Gorgar or whatever you beat Gorgar. Gorgar beat you or I don't know. It was these really simple. Um, Staccato phrases that they built, you know, built into sentences. Um, in the late '80s, alphanumeric uh, is kind of the next segment of uh, pinball machines that came out, and these actually have uh, lines of text that could be either text or numbers. Uh, so the machine could actually, you know, tell you different things, or if you're going to a different mode, it could list the mode, then um, show you kind of what scores you're getting, any bonuses you're getting. At this point, um, ramps became a big thing in pinball. Uh, most alphanumeric machines had ramps. They had motors moving things around the play field or play fields. Um, some great alphanumeric pinball machine. Williams really took over at this point and became the big player. Um, Gottlieb, their brand changed to Premier or Gottlieb Premier, then eventually just Premier. And uh, these are typically not highly regarded machines, to be honest with you. Um, it's worth saying that the early solid states, you're looking at games in the early solid state range uh, between about $1,000 to $2,000 on average. Uh, a lot of them are right around 1500 And I love that. Bang for the buck, I love those machines. These alphanumeric ones get a little bit more expensive. Uh, I mentioned uh, some, the Williams ones, Taxi, uh, which is a great game. Very similar to Diner. They're kind of considered sister machines um, where you're trying to run around collect different things. You have different modes. You can uh, open and unlock and then score different points based on what you've achieved. And it really became more of a um, story-driven uh, medium at that point. Uh, Pinbot is a huge one where you had a a large robot basically that you're playing on in the playfield. You can hit its mask and unlock it and uh, lock balls into its eye sockets to you know bring it to life and then start a multi-ball and all kinds of fun things. Uh, Funhouse was another big one. You had a, a picture of Rudy, uh, not a picture, a a little statue of Rudy's head, and uh, you're basically at a a theme park or um, a carnival, and uh, you're basically battling this I don't know this insane clown-looking guy who's a uh, who's um, heckling you the whole time and you're trying to hit him in the face until he opens his mouth and goes to sleep and you can put balls in his mouth until he has to choke and cough it out. Really fun game. Um, and then the DMD era started. Now, DMD is digital, or I think dot matrix display. And this is where you actually had pictures and stuff going on during your game in real time. Um, lots of sounds, lots of images. The game would stop to show you something. A lot of these games had video modes where you're actually going left and right with the flipper buttons rather than playing pinball for periods of time. Um, big names, in this period are Adam's Family, Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone. These are really big named pins, and this is kind of the second golden era of pinball. Uh, a lot of these machines are considered in the you know top 100 on pin side, um, and their prices kind of range from at the lowest, maybe $1,500 for, for, a at this point, pretty much $2,000 and up. Um, Adam's Family, Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone, I mean, those games are $5,500 to $8,500, something like that. Um, Really good games. Um, I would never be able to own one like that. I don't. I don't believe. But again, if I ever got to that point, it's an investment, so I'd probably get my money back, which is nice. Um, more things to go wrong on on mechanically, but um, definitely a lot more bang for your not your buck, but for your uh, floor space if you were to be able to own one of these in your house. Um, Bally and Williams kind of combined into one company, company at this point, And they were really, the again, the two of them together, Bally and Williams, were really driving the industry at this point. And then it died off in the late 90s. I think in 96, 97, uh, arcades were dying. Um, and to try to bring it into a modern era, uh, Williams came out with what they called Pinball 2000. There was only two games, Star Wars and Revenge from Mars, which is kind of a sequel to Attack from Mars. Um, and it's basically pinball played with this kind of cool video projection hologram that goes kind of over the screen. So you you were, like, playing pinball, but it disappeared into this video game. It was a, a really cool idea. Um, the game is, you know, were pretty fun, but they did not hold up well. Unfortunately, the hardware uh, was very proprietary, and as they broke, the boards were not easy to repair. Um, and then I don't need to get into all the details about the aftermarket repre- replacement products that have, you know, come out to replace those items, but are just as hard and just as proprietary, unfortunately. Um, In the modern era, now anything kind of 2000, I don't know, 2000 on, is considered modern era pinball, and Stern uh, was really holding on to a thread there, coming out with, I think they were only selling a few thousand machines a year, and this is worldwide, and this was pretty much the only pinball manufacturer out there for 10 plus, 15 years, Um, so they Everyone in the pinball company or uh, company in the pinball world owes a lot of debt to Stern for kind of saving the world of pinball. Um, Their games honestly did take kind of a drop in quality as they were trying to, you know, it was a recession. They were trying to make things work, still produce pinball machines. They made some good ones, um, but there's a lot of fixes and things that people do to the cabinets to try to keep them up um, so they didn't fall apart like IKEA furniture. They they weren't that bad, but um, eventually... Uh, people started picking up pinball again, and I kind of learned about it at this point uh, after probably 2010, 2011, I guess. um, Pinball really got on an uptick, and I caught on to it about four years ago. Um, Cool thing is nowadays, instead of coming out with one game every year, Stern's coming out with about three or four um, with all kinds of different versions. Instead of selling them for about $4,000 each, they're now able to sell them for around $10,000 each. Um, There's some that are less, but... um, Collectors are spending a lot on these limited editions and things. And uh, even cooler, these other kind of small companies have kind of picked it up and created machines themselves. Spooky Pinball um, has released, I think, five games now. Not all under their own label, but um, they're manufacturing pinball machines. Uh, They came out with Total Nuclear Annihilation, which is a really cool throwback to those early solid-state games. But they're newer, faster, more exciting. Jersey Jack... Came out with a bunch of big titles, really fully featured machines. They're a little pricier, um, but uh, Wizard of Oz was one of their machines. Rob Zombie was one of their machines. I'm um, sorry, that was Rob Zombie was Spooky Pinball. Uh, Jersey Jack also came out with the new Pirates of the Caribbean um, machine. Uh, Dialed In is a cool uh, title they came out with. That's kind of a, a, a new, you know, it's not a franchise. It's a, a new machine, a new idea. Um, American Pinball came out with Houdini, and uh, they just came out with. Um, oh, what did they come out with? They're coming out with a new one. But pinball is just—it's going really well. Things are really cool. Um, then these new modern era machines actually have full DM, or not DMD, LCD screens on them. Um, they have flat panels built into them, and they're still kind of learning how to use that the best way possible. Um, but it's also worth mentioning the. Uh, the software-based pinball out there, which is, uh, you know, Pinball Arcade was huge until they lost kind of the Bally and Williams license. Um, they don't sell those many- anymore. I still have all those machines because I did buy them all. Um, pinball Effects 3 kind of took those over. Um, but Pinball Arcade is coming out with all the Stern titles, which Stern purchased um, the old Stern from the 80s as well. And um, they still have Gottlieb and um, all the old Stern and all the new modern Stern games are coming out in in software form. And uh, there's also an Italian pinball company called Zaccarina. Um, Not nearly as well known over here. They do have a few cool games, um, and they do have an online software package as well to play their online pinballs. Um, I think that about wraps it up. I know I went really fast there, but if you guys have any questions or want to hear me talk any more about any of this, I would love to. I love pinballs, so... Appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, guys. So that was uh, Cody's Corner and Eric's Take. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. But before we go, we have to mention our high score challenge results.
2: Yeah. yeah, we did the Commodore 64 game Neutron by Sarah Jane Avery.
0: Very. I actually got really into this game, more so than I originally had Oh, that's great! And uh,
2: I wish I had had more time with it. I think I could have done better, but I did play it a lot.
0: I usually play everything with real hardware too, and I ended up playing this one because I was at my um, parents' cabin, yeah, and didn't drag the whole Commodore up there. So I had my uh, my laptop, and I was playing with a eight uh, bit doe controller on some emulation. Okay, but that's within our rules. Yep. And uh, yeah, I I played a lot of this and started learning the patterns and knowing where to be, which you kind of have to do
2: in these shmups, right? And I played it on my original Commodore 64, and I came in fifth place. Oh, wait! Yeah. Do we applause for that? No, no, <laughs> we did that? Wah, wah, wah. Oh.
1: That's good. Um,
2: so at Dub Project, which is me, uh, I got thirty-nine thousand four hundred points. Fourth place, Sanction, a buddy, Sanction, with at uh, the future was eight bit. He got forty-eight thousand six hundred. Third place. Amon Ra, or at Amon underscore R-A, uh, he got 63,200 points. That's at Oddball, 49. That's me! Yep. You got 69,500 in second place. Highland! <laughs> and in first place was at underscore SP175 underscore.
0: Oh, that person. <laughs> Which I
2: thought was a bot, but I guess he's a real person and uh, <laughs> with a name like that. Um, he got ninety four thousand six hundred. You win. So congratulations.
0: Done. That's pretty hard because yeah, once I started getting good at this, I could break sixty thousand every time, but yeah. I couldn't quite get to seven. Yeah, and he jumped straight to ninety four. So yep, I sound pretty sure it's a bot.
1: <laughs> but if you're
0: out there, go ahead and tweet us and uh, yeah, 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 whatever you got to do, let us know you exist and uh,
2: exactly we appreciate
0: you guys playing. We'd love to get more people involved in this, but yeah, either way, it's fun. I have fun with it. Yeah, I so do we'll, too. We'll probably announce um, our show as we've kind of been doing out on Twitter. Well, we've been announcing our, our challenge. Yes, um, I, don't and I try to know what it is at this point. So. I don't
2: let people have too much time because it's just a waste of of time trying to get it in too early. So I usually do it in the we'll keep doing week it before recording. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Anything you're looking forward to uh, this upcoming month, Eric?
2: Um, uh, you know, not really. I'm uh, I. I'm going to keep an open mind and I think I'm going to go back and tackle some of the games that I haven't had time to really get back into. Maybe like war groove on the switch, which is a, yeah. um uh, kind of a advanced war type game. I want to play a lot more of the,
0: the, uh, horizon chase.
2: Yes. I'm going uh, to get you into uh, that too. And I'm going to get back into that because now you're into it. It, it. it would be nice to compare some of the race times. So I think I'm going to get there back you know. into that, but honestly, I'm going to try to slow down on buying a lot of stuff and, uh, and just play some of the games that I have. Yep.
0: Yep. That's more or less what I've been doing. I mean, I've been buying, technically, quantity i bought a lot, but mostly because they were super cheap. Yes. Like downloads and things like that. Yep. So I don't feel bad if I try one and don't like it. Right. But, um, yeah, that. I'm excited about my MSX cart, which hopefully I'll get. I tried to order. They're out right now, but they should be coming in shortly, so I really want to get that. Awesome. I've been using yours, but I want to get my own. Yeah. Um, I want to get uh, some of my Macs. You know, I got a lot of them running, but I want to get some software on them.
2: Yeah, I'm so going to I'm going to tackle too. some of the uh, Apple IIc with my new Apple IIc. i yep. I'm going to try to dive into cuz I never really played a lot of games on Apple II, so I'm looking forward to that too.
0: And it wasn't a big purchase, but I did order something which is coming in sh- hopefully sh- hopefully by next, oh, it's coming from Jap- it's coming from Japan, which I don't have my button right now. Uh,
2: um
0: but I do have a uh, we'll see we'll see, it's not a huge thing, but I'm excited to talk yeah. about it next time. We'll the keep, little we'll keep things, it a surprise.
2: The little things are sometimes the best things, right?
0: Yep. So it is something altogether new to me, and I think to you as well, but we'll see.
2: Right on. All
0: right, man. Well, Eric, until next time, remember... It's, it's dangerous, dangerous to, to go, go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at dubproject. That's D U H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O D D B A 1149. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input. So hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com.